0: 2016 MLS season is here. It's two days away. Full slate of games, 20 games, and the offseason is over before you know it. This is the SBI Show. Hello, everybody. I'm Ivis Colarsep, and we're back. We're here to talk about the MLS season. We had part one of our MLS preview uh, on uh, yesterday with uh, our, our good friend Paul Tenorio joined us, and he is back once again to discuss the Western Conference. So how are you doing, Paul?
1: Back in the house, I'm feeling more comfortable. I feel like I'm really starting to get a vibe on. It. I got you hear if you hear me. I got my SBI show voice now. I'm I got it on lockdown.
0: We're, we're working on that for everybody. If you, if you if you if you hear him sounding more and more mellow, that's the SBI influence. So uh, I don't think that's going to work for him on the sidelines in windy Chicago, but for the show, <laughs> it'll be perfect. So uh, there you go. So glad to have you back, and uh, we, we have plenty to talk about. Uh, we got a lot of stuff out of the way the last show, but today, tonight, we're going to talk about the Western Conference. We're going to give our predictions for the up upco- for the awards for the 2016 MLS season, uh, so we can laugh at those picks at the end of the year. And then we're going to talk about Week One. It's it's funny. I think you agree with me. We spent the last month getting ready to preview the season and write a million stories. Uh, The last thing we've been thinking about is these games, these first-week games. And, uh, you know, I feel like today was the first time I actually looked at the games and really thought about the games. It's kind of crazy.
1: Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's like someone was asking me when does Chicago go to this city or when does Orlando City play this team, and I had no idea. Like, like looking at the actual matchups was just not even on the agenda and so yeah like we talked about doing this and i'm like looking at the schedule and i'm realizing you know what games would be the best games to watch what games would be the worst games to watch and it's like my first time actually looking at like oh yeah you know, the season's starting these are the games that are actually being played on sunday
0: yeah it's crazy it's crazy you would think that we would learn by now uh how to plan this stuff out and get the preview stuff done earlier but it never works out that way it's kind of crazy i was thinking about it yesterday this is actually my 18th season covering MLS, and, and you would think by now I would have this all figured out. But it's still crazy. We still get to the end. And, uh, you know, obviously I'm at Goal.com, and we're, we're previewing 20 teams, talking to 20 coaches and players and getting all that stuff out of the way. It's pretty crazy. And I know I, I, I'm sure you're in the same boat. I haven't gotten much uh, – much uh, time with the wife lately. Our 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 DVRs backed up. We got like 20 shows we need to watch, but uh, it'll all it'll all be worth it on Sunday when the season starts and uh, we get back to the action. So uh, there's plenty to talk about. First things first, we have to get into the Western Conference, the Power Conference, where all the powerhouse teams are. Uh, and we once again, we're going to start with uh, from, we're going to go from the 10th team to the first team we've made our, uh, we, we, we've discussed our consensus picks and we've come up with a consensus between the two of us and we're going to go in order. And I just, uh, I will apologize in advance for any of you, any of you listeners who we underrate your teams or overrate your teams. The, the best way to look at it is. If we if we're if you feel like we're dissing your team, then look at it. Maybe we're we're doing a jinx, so they're probably going to do well because we picked, said they do badly. And if they actually do badly, then that that's not our fault either. So we're covered either way.
1: Yeah, exactly. Just know that there's like a fifty-fifty chance that we're right or wrong so you could just be like oh they're definitely wrong about our team and that that just solves everything
0: right i mean who had portland i I mean we didn't have portland uh winning winning mls cup last year i can tell you that although i did have portland i did have portland having a bounce back season i will say that i definitely had them uh and and you know, people that listen to the show know that I, I I've been on the bandwagon for a long time for Portland, uh, but now I think everyone realizes that they're actually one of the top teams in the league now. They've really kind of put it all together. But we'll get to them later on in the in the top in the in the Western Conference preview. We have to start with number ten, and I think it's most people's choice to be the number ten team. The same as last year, it hasn't changed, even though a lot of players have changed, even though they've added some talent. The Colorado Rapids, Paul. Why should the Rapids fans feel differently about this year than past years?
1: Uh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> they shouldn't.
0: The they basically.
1: shouldn't. They shouldn't, yeah. I mean, we, we look, we both had them at number 10. I, I just think that there there wasn't a lot that they did this offseason that really made me feel like, yeah, this team's going to win some games. I, I think, uh, and I'm, there's no way I'm getting this name right, but Shkelts and Gashi, um, has a chance to be the newcomer of the year. This is a guy with a great goal scoring record. Here's my problem: I, Does he have anything around him to give him the type of service he's going to need? I, I feel like this is a team that is going to be what they were last year. They're going to be in a lot of one nothing games, a lot of zero zero games, a lot of one one games, and you know they, they've got the fact that they're at altitude going for them. But I, I just I don't see it. I just I, I don't see it. I don't, do you do you see different? I mean you don't because you haven't been too. <laughs> Yeah, well, th- well, what do they need to do?
0: Well, here's the thing. No, number one, I'll give you credit for even trying to say his first name. I was just going to go with Gashi. I was just going to call him that. <laughs> he, he's a guy, you know what, he might not be Brazilian. I'll allow him to just go by Gashi so we don't have to try to say his name. But I do, I mean, that was a good pickup. One of the better pickups of the offseason season. But uh, when you think back to how the beginning of the offseason began and there was so much talk about Colorado and uh, Carlos Fella, Alan Pulido, Alejandro Bedoya, all these guys that they were supposed to be trying to get, none of them worked out. Now there's talk about Tim Howard and that actually, from all, from my understanding from the people I've talked to, that actually will happen. Uh, ESPN's Jeff Carlaw has been on that story from the beginning and, and, and I, I've gotten all that stuff confirmed that he's coming. He will be in Colorado this this summer. Uh, is as good as as good a pickup as that is as good a pickup as Gashi is. I just don't know if they have enough in the West. And the big issue for me continues to be Pablo Mastroeni and how good a coach is he. And I think he's really really struggled for a couple of years now. And at at a, at a certain point, you ask yourself, you know, how much time do you give him? I'm all for I'm all for giving a young coach time because obviously when you hire a guy with no experience you have to expect some growing pains but at a certain point he has to produce and obviously I think this is a year where he has to produce if you're gonna go pay millions for Tim Howard you're gonna go pay pay money pay big money for Gashi so uh, I just don't think they I, I think they'll be better I'll say that I'll I, I do think they'll be better but I just don't think they're they're, I don't think they're going to get out of the basement. Uh, it, it'll take it'll take some. Cre- it'll take Gashi being uh, being of Gio, Giovinco part two, and I'm not sure if that's going to happen. So yeah, I think it's going to be a, another long season for Colorado.
1: Keeping it real here, keeping it real. How many GMs in the league pay what Colorado is paying for Tim Howard?
0: Uh, not not many, not many, and that's why I got to say I I think for me. I don't even think Tim Howard thought anyone would pay that. Um, talking to him, <laughs> no, but talking to him even in the fall. I mean, I, I had a chance to sit down with him uh, for a long interview in, in Trinidad. And, and the sense I got was he didn't see MLS being in the immediate future. And I think part of that was because, you know, there was no reason to believe that uh, a team was going to pay a goalkeeper. Even a, even a standout goalkeeper with a great resume like Tim Howard. Uh, there was no reason to believe that uh, a team in MLS was going to step step up and pay money, uh, big, big money for him. Uh, but the Rapids, you know, give him credit. They see they see him as not only someone who helps him on the field, but off the field uh, as someone who, can, who you can market around. And and obviously, it, some of their other deals fell through. Bedoya fell through. Who knows how close they ever really got with Vela and Pulido? Um, maybe they still have some more kind of tricks up their sleeve. We'll see. But uh, once the money w- once the money w- was reasonable for what Tim Howard's used to making. I think that I think then he saw the chance to jump jump back to MLS. and it's kind of crazy just to kind of put it all in perspective, um how long it's been <laughs> that he's over in Europe. So my son is twelve is twelve and a half. He'll be thirteen this summer. and he was actually born uh, when tim howard was was here uh, coming here with Manchester United after shortly after the transfer. And I still remember being at uh, at like Media Day for Man United in New York City. With the bracelet from the hospital, uh, the day after my son was born, I was I was pretty hardcore. I mean, this is that's going,
1: how you're grinding, right? now. That's there. how that's you how grind. You, you know, you know. Grind. I,
0: I know you know, I know you know, and 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 it's crazy. It's like that that that's when Tim Howard first left, and now he's coming back. My son is huge. He's wearing my sneakers. He's wearing my size 13 Jordans. He's tapping into my Jordan collection. Uh, it's crazy how time flies, but I think it's great that Tim Howard's going to come back. Um, I know some people say, oh, he's not the same anymore. He's not as good, but he he he's he's still a very good player. He's he's a leader. He's going to help them, but they're going to need more than that to, to break in, in in as strong as the West is.
1: And no doubt. And look, it, are they paying too much for a goalkeeper in MLS? Yes. Does he bring the marketing to justify it? Probably. And and we've seen goalkeepers in this league take bad teams and make them good teams. DC United, Bill Hamid is all you need to say Tim Howard can potentially do that. For Colorado, it's worth it's worth the gamble, and it gives fans something to be excited about. So, you know, do, are they paying a premium for for Colorado? Yes, but maybe it's worth it. Maybe this is kind of a little bit of a spark that they need to get some kind of momentum rolling.
0: We shall see. We shall see. It's really going to come down for me to Pablo Mastroeni and him to kind of really re- like become a coach that can that can put the pieces in place. I gotta say, if they're struggling, if if we get to the summer and they're at in the at the absolute bottom, I think you got to make a change. I think you got to make change. So we'll see. We'll see if they actually do that. Uh, moving on to, to the number nine team on our list, a team that's actually made some really good, uh, I think, some pretty good pickups. But again, the West is so stacked. It's tough to really make up ground in the West. And that's the Houston Dynamo, Owen Coyle's team, second year uh, uh, with him in charge. And, you know, they made some pickups. They made some trades. Uh, what do you see when you look at that Houston Dynamo team?
1: Yeah, I agree with you. I think they did make some interesting plays. I, I, I like Maidana there. I think he can do some some good things. Um, I'm I'm really interested to see what Kubo Torres we see this year. You know, does he go back to what he was with Chivas? Can he be that player again, or is he going to be the the player who struggled last year? I, I think that's that's a massive massive question mark for Houston. Um, I know I've read at least that that they're encouraged by what they've seen from him this preseason. So that's great news out of there. I'm also interested to see. I just don't know enough about the guys they brought in for the back line, um, David Roca, August. Um, what they're going to look like, but you know, there are pieces there. You're right, there are pieces here. Um, I just I don't know that it's enough in a in a conference that is really really deep from one through six or seven. It, it's just tough to break into uh, that that group that that. I think every single one of those teams at the top half of this conference have a really strong core and are just adding pieces. And I think Houston's a team that's trying to create the core, right?
0: and right. that's the
1: difference.
0: Yeah, I mean, I would say this. I do think they'll be a, a bit more fun to watch. And uh, the Maidana pickups is an interesting one, and it could be an important one because I think for a good player like Torres, uh, forward like him, very mobile – uh, he, I think he was, you know, when he had his chances, he was a little star for service. Maidana is a guy who can get you the ball, uh, you know, good good service. It's not relying just on crosses. The the Brad Davis era is over now in Houston. Uh, you you have a, a playmaker who can unlock a defense with with a with a perfectly placed pass, and I think my the Maidana Torres uh, the Maidana Kubo Torres uh, combo could could be a big one, and it's going to have to be a big one if they're going to climb anywhere near the playoff con, uh, playoff contenders in the West.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. I, I just think, and I think they, I think this is a team that you want to see them come strong out of the gate, because I think that's going to be important for them. I, I, I think when you when you bring a team like this together, where where the pieces are kind of coming in, and there are a lot of question marks around it, if if the success happens early, you get the buy in that you need, and I think that'll be an important part, part for Houston, because I don't think they can afford to fall into a hole in the West. And climb out of it like LA can afford to do that Houston can't afford to do that so I think the early portion of the season you got to put a little bit more of an emphasis on it for Houston
0: right right and moving on now to number eight in the West uh, we have a a team that I kind of feel bad about had putting him at eight because uh, I think their coach is excellent I thought they I thought they did well last year and that's the San Jose earthquakes their team I think that some people will look at and say you know what they could break through and be a playoff team they weren't that far off last year uh Dom Kinnear is such a great coach he always gets a lot out of his team I'm just not sure as far as improving in the offseason did they do enough obviously you go bring in a guy like Simon Dawkins you bring him back that should help
1: um but what do you think what what do you see when you kind of look at the moves that they've made I'm interested to see I I agree with you Dom Kinnear I, I feel like he's every every team he coaches is like you underrate them you underrate them and he just finds a way to make them win and and put them in the mix um so so I I on him alone as a coach, you know, maybe we're underrating them because he, he does such a great job with the team. I, I, I think it's interesting to bring Simon Dawkins as, as a DP. That That's a hefty tag, as you know, in this league to put on any player. Um, obviously, he's comfortable in the league. He knows the team. He knows um, He knows what he's in for. So I'm interested to see how he fits. Um, I, you know, I think they they've got some interesting acquisitions and, and I think they they're a team that is gonna be in the mix, but I, I just again, I don't know that they're in the same realm as the top six in this league in this conference. so you know are they seven or are they eight semantics maybe, but we, we got them at eight and and you know maybe they'll prove us wrong.
0: We'll see, we'll see. Uh, we're at number seven and we have a team that definitely boosted their stock. With Derek Cav Champions League showing this week uh, and in the past couple weeks, and that's Real Salt Lake, a team that that is obviously not the same team of, of the past. With the the MLS Cup winning team, that that group has pretty much been dismantled. There's some pieces that are still there, uh, but uh, we saw a team that that has some life, that has a good, that has an attack that should be much better this year than last year. Uh, are you feeling pretty bullish about this team?
1: Yeah, you know I. Obviously, I had to pay a little bit more attention to them just because I thought I was going to be here covering Orlando City in the opener. I, watching them play in the Champions League, man, they were impressive. Um, I, I think they have a really nice little setup in the attacking pieces. Obviously, um, you know, with, with what Morales can do with Plata, with Burrito, with, with ZCN up top, I, they're dangerous. I think they're going to cause a lot of problems for back lines and MLS this season. And. I, you know, I had them a little lower rated in my mind going into this this whole preseason evaluation period, and you know they they've changed my mind a little bit. I, I think this is a decent side.
0: Yeah, no, I I agree. I I, I like their the, the starting lineup they can put out there, that that front three. I mean burrito burrito. Uh, we'll say it with a little Spanish uh, little, burrito little burrito. Well, um, he he's uh he's a guy who last year like showed some flash, but wasn't quite. A guy that blew you away, and it's interesting to hear the talk out of out of Real Salt Lake. B that he was probably only at seventy percent. Now he's at a hundred percent, and he 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 really be, believes he's going to be much better this year. Well, the way he looked this in Champions League, that kind of it looks like he is ready to have, uh, be much better than he was last year. Uh, Moff and I, I think is excellent. I mean, he he obviously uh, did really well for himself over in Europe, and now he's back, much more confident player more complete player than he was the first time around for real Salt lake so uh that's good to see and then you have a healthy jao plata it's easy to forget he missed a, a a chunk of time uh early last year with injury and now he's back so that with that front three i think they'll they'll, they'll score goals it'd be fun to watch but the defense is the real question mark and as 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 well as they did relatively well as they did uh dealing with tigress uh, I'm not sure if their defense is a, is a playoff defense, and and Hamison Olave is not the guy he once was, and uh, Aaron Mon Aaron Mon impressed me actually. Um, he, he's been impressing me, so I think maybe he's a bit of a surprise. But I don't know, man. I I, I think I think if their defense comes together, they're, I think they'll be a playoff team. Uh, if not, I think they'll be a high scoring team that probably just misses the cut.
1: Yeah, and they they do have some age on this roster too. So the wrong. Guy going down injured, I think is and this is another example of a team we talked about New England a little bit. They're not they're not an old team, but they're an example of a team where the wrong guy gets hurt and and some of these pieces fall apart. I think the same thing with RSL. I think they have an injury in the wrong spot. I think it's trouble for them. They, they just don't have that that kind of playmaking depth in the sense of, of certain guys can can really make or break them. So uh, you know we'll see, but. You know, I, I, think, I think they'll be in the, in the mix there for that that number six spot.
0: Right, and uh, that definitely for sure. If one of the teams ahead of them stumbles or has a major injury, RSL could definitely jump into the playoffs. Uh, now we're going to get to the the top six. Uh, these are the teams we have getting into the playoffs. And uh, surprise, surprise, it's the same six that were in the playoffs last year. Um, slightly different order uh, this time around. But uh, we'll start with number six, the Vancouver Whitecaps. Uh, one of the youngest teams in the league, uh, a team that – has some some underrated players uh I, i've always said i feel like the uh, vancouver players tend to be underrated because uh, it, not enough people watch their games because a lot of times it's 11 p.m uh, on a saturday night eastern time and uh they're in canada and uh they don't have a ton of national games so uh but they're a good team i mean when you talk about some of the guys ustad david Usted, Kendall ustad uh, Matias Lava. I mean, these are some of the best players in the league, and uh, so they have a good, they have a good spine, a good young team. They've made some interesting pickups this off season. Uh, what do you, what do you see? Do you think they take a step forward, or do you think they're kind of will be stuck where they were?
1: I think they can take a step forward. I look if, if Mane continues to develop, if he continues to grow as a player, as an attacking threat, if, if he takes another step in his game this year they can be really really good and obviously Rivera started off really well last year he was scoring goals left and right uh fell off a bit um you, you need to get him on track as well I think that was their biggest issue last year like it was the year before that it's where the goal going to come from um but you know I, I like these young pieces on this team I like the picture the pickup of Christian Bolaños I think that's a very strong move for them um, you know there's a lot to like about this team they, they've got some really like you said some really nice pieces we don't talk about them as much um, but I'm a big Mane fan I think he can um, I think he can have a big big season he might be one of those guys who I, I don't even know if you count him as a breakout player because you know he's probably the most talked about guy on this team but I, I think he's the guy to watch on this Vancouver squad and 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 he's the he's the player who can make make their season bigger than than most expect.
0: Right, and, and and I would say it does seem like there's so, uh, a lot of people kind of writing them off. I don't see a lot of people jump having them make the big jump. I, I'm in the camp where I think maybe next year's the year where we take they take that big step, and I still remember uh, a couple of years back looking at FC Dallas and saying, you know, I, I thought last year they would take the step. They would make the jump, and, and they made that jump, and I think Vancouver, uh, they'll be good this year, but I think next year I think you'll really see it with with that young nucleus that they have uh, of guys like Mane and Laba, uh Tim Parker now who's in his second year and is looking like he's a, a real promising player. Uh so we'll see. We'll see. I think I think uh, I, Carl Robinson, uh, you know, have a ton of respect for as a coach. I had a chance to talk to him uh, a couple days ago and uh you know, he sounds pretty good. He sounds pretty confident about this group and he is already. He told me, you know what? He's he's gonna play his young guys. He's gonna play young guys, and and, and uh, they're a club that they're not gonna go splash the millions of dollars like the Galaxies and the Seattles. But they're gonna f- they're gonna focus on developing young players, and this is gonna be a big year for for a lot of these young guys. So we'll see how they do. And uh, moving on to the number five team in the West, our pick Sporting Kansas City. I, for some reason, it's still weird to me that they're in the West. I don't know if it's it's just because of the years that they were over in the East, but. Uh, Peter Vermeese's team it, it, it shook some things up. They hit the free agent market. It's weird to say free agent market, but yes, there was a free agent market in MLS this winter. Uh, they landed Justin Matt. They landed Brad Davis, which I'm, which I'm sure surprised some people. Uh, what do you think, man? Do you think the pickups that they made are going to push them into that title co- uh, picture? Or do you think they're kind of going to stay, stay in, in a similar spot as last year?
1: Yeah, title picture to me is a little bit much. I don't know that they have enough. I love the Justin Matt pickup. I really like him as a player. I thought Orlando City should have gone after him. I think he's super versatile. I think he's underrated. Um, I thought he was primed to have a big year in Montreal before the injury happened. Um, and by the time he came back, it was kind of he missed that little window. Uh, so I love that pickup. Brad Davis, I'm interested to see how it works. I mean, we talked about... With the Houston thing, you know, obviously the service from Brad Davis was such a big part of what they did for so long. Now you've got Brad Davis on the left, you've got Graham Zusi on the right. Um, obviously, I think Dom Dwyer is the type of striker. If you give him the opportunities, he's going to put them away. He's a, he's a guy who I think you could see his goal scoring numbers go up this year. And to me, I will say this: from everything I know, I think Graham Zusi had some injury issues last year. Some of which we knew about. I think some may, may have been more serious than they let on. And I think that Graham Zussi is going to have a bigger year and a better year. And and if he, and if he is able to get even close to the form of a couple of years ago, that's where I see Sporting Kansas City maybe taking that next step. And, and maybe not necessarily in the regular season finishing top two or top three, but knocking off one of the big boys in the playoffs. Um, so that's my little prediction. Graham Zusi, big year. And uh, I think he'll be back in the national team picture because of it.
0: Uh, for me, the big question I just think is there is their goal scoring department, and, and it, it, is it, Dom Dwyer's going to have to have a big year? Um, uh, he he, you know, a couple years ago he had a really good year. Last year was okay, um, but he just has to like if they're going to win a title, if they they need him to be a, a workhorse, twenty goal type guy, and, and and that just when you look at the makeup of that team, they they've got some good midfielders. You got Benefiel, you have Zussi. Now you add Map and Davis to that. He's going to have the service. Um, and there's not a ton of depth at forward for them either. Obviously, they, they, they sold Christian Namath, so, so, so they don't have him now. He has to step up, take his game to that next level. Because when you look at uh, the teams around the league, they, they all have that guy they can count on to give them the goals, whether it's Kai Kamara in Columbus, Fernando Adi in, in Portland, uh, Robbie Keane in L.A., uh, Clint Mc in Seattle. Dom Dwyer is going to have to step up, give him fifteen to twenty goals if they're going to have any chance. Uh, and I agree on Zucy. I, I, I'm interested to see where exactly he plays because I think actually we could see him uh, getting back to his roots of playing in the middle a uh, more this year. Uh, when when you think about Brad, when you bring in a map into Davis, uh, there's going to be opportunities to play those guys on the wings and play Zucy centrally. Have him and Phil Hubbard work together. Maybe have, you know. That I, I think from what I'm hearing, just from my conversations uh, with my people in KC, uh, I think we're going to see a decent amount of that. So if if it is true that that he had some, I mean, it was clear there. It was clear to see that he, he had he physically he was not 100. percent But a, a Graham Zusi uh, back to what he was a couple of years ago uh, could be a pretty scary proposition. And but I got to ask you, Paul, uh, what do you think about their defense? Do you think their defense has has the, what it takes to to win a title?
1: no I don't I think look I know they went and tried to get a center back uh brought in a Portuguese center back to pair with Beisler. I, I don't know that it's enough there I, I, or I guess I don't know if he's gonna play in the middle I don't know if he's gonna play on the outside is supposed to be back and healthy that would be a huge lift for them to if he is what he looked like at the beginning of the year last year before the the Achilles injury happened then yeah I think they'll be very solid but that's a big if right I mean an Achilles injury for a bigger guy always scary to see him come back. So that this is another team with that question mark, and, and I wouldn't be surprised to see them um, kind of wait, maybe maybe look to add a striker here as soon as they possibly can. I, actually, I think they went and did, signed one today, if I if I was monitoring Twitter correctly, and but I could see them maybe in the summer window. Um, evaluating what they have on the back line, and then maybe going out and trying to find somebody in that summer window that can be kind of the Gaston Soro type move that shores things up if they don't have an answer in the roster.
0: all right Well, I'll tell you what, Opara. I mean, it just has to stay healthy. I mean, that's the thing. When he's healthy, he's outstanding. And he was he he it, the first month and a half of last season, the guy was the best defender in the league, not even close. But obviously, injuries have plagued him throughout his career. It's been it's been really. It's painful to watch and really disappointing because, uh, he's number one, he's a great guy. Number two, he's an unbelievable athlete and player who's really kind of shown you that, you know what, if the kid, if he could stay healthy, he'd be like he'd be on the national team. I mean, that's not an exaggeration. He's that good. But, you know, we all know the injuries have been such an issue for him. Can you rely on him? Can you count on him to stay healthy? If he's healthy, if he gives them a full year, then we're having a whole different conversation because Beesler Opara uh will lock things down and so all of a sudden you're talking about yes they can crack into the top 3 but uh that's that's going to be tough and history shown it's uh, he has a, he does have a tough time uh staying healthy so we'll see and- no, go ahead
1: just to jump in there, two things. One, I, not to not to jump too far ahead, but I was looking at him as a possible comeback Player of the Year candidate if he's able to get back to it. Okay, that's and the two, last time
0: we're going to mention that award. That's twice two shows that's in a row. Twice. I, I hate I there's, it, a I band poke, there's a now. I'm just
1: poking now. you. I'm just trying to get after you here. Secondly, <laughs> that, but hey, that would
0: again, that'd be another
1: legitimate case I'm just, Look, I'm, I'm, sh- I'm just trying to help mls i, I know they're listening to it i'm most giving improved. them right most now improved. the list that they're gonna put let
0: let's let's cu- let mls have been saying it for years most improved player But you award. talked
1: about the need for another goal scorer they went and they did sign a 22 year old chilean striker diego rubio costner so he's got some german background in chile that's not uh too crazy scored 22 goals in 52 matches with a sporting club the portugal's reserve team he's here as a young dp So clearly, Peter Vermees felt the same way that you did. They needed more options up top. They went and found one. We'll see what this kid's all about.
0: I like how you said his name, Super Latino, and then you said Chili you know you're gonna get well, he's in.
1: He's, Co- <laughs> he's costner and then i had to go straight back to german <laughs> and then i was like Chile. how do you you can't chile. latino the last name you, costner no no but you can latino chile i mean come on, i could have gone Just back stay, to chile stay, stay, stay. but at that point i converted back
0: <laughs> it's tough it's not easy it's not easy being like. Uh, i'm jumping
1: back between gringo and latino and yeah, i don't yeah. know which way to go we we, we, we i'm gonna end up like my mom get... where she says chipotle <laughs> who says chipotle no one says it like that mom <laughs>
0: Listen, we don't want you getting too Latino because you know we have to cater to the mainstream audience here. Uh, I, I I was joking actually with Paul before the show. I was thinking, uh, you know what? If we stick with this tandem, uh, uh, Paul and I, as, as co-hosts of the show, I was thinking of uh, the, changing the name of the show to the the, the 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 Dos Cholos podcast. But I don't know. I don't know if I like that one. We'll, we'll have to we'll have to work on that. We'll have to work on that. But uh, yeah, uh, moving on from Kansas City, we have to get to number four in the Western Conference, the Seattle Sounders. Obafemi Martins has moved on, taken taking the money and run to China, uh, and now they have to life without Obafemi Martins. But they still have plenty of talent left, and they have plenty of money to spend. What do you see the Sounders doing
1: this year? I I, I like this team still. I think they've got a lot of really good pieces that they they are a title contender. So I, I, look, this is a do or die year for them. If they don't win MLS Cup this year, you've got to think Siggy's out. Um, you know, maybe Jason Christ reunites with Garth Lagerway in Seattle. Maybe it's somebody else, but it, it feels like it's, it's kind of this, I, I feel like the West, the Western conference has a couple teams that are like shooting the moon this year. And, and this is one of them. I, I really love Jovan Jones. I think he's going to be an MLS best 11 defender this mm. year. You, I, you, you might not be sold on it. He's I like a, he's it. A,
0: he's a, look, he's a guy's a good attacker, but I mean, defensively, uh, he he leaves a lot to be desired, but we'll see. I, mean, I guess
1: you at the same time also MLS Best in Eleven never never gives love. Yeah, to there's, backs, no full, no right? full, there's no no there's no no on that 11, team. No so what play. am I even talking about? Yeah, exactly. It's a pipe dream here. Yeah, but ten goals maybe give us love. Here's the thing, Jordan Morris, what's he give you? Because that's that's the big thing. How do you replace Obafemi Martins? Well, Jordan Morris has to play a, a big enough role. So I don't know what do you, you think he can do. It. You think he can be the guy?
0: Uh, I'd I'll, I'll say this. Uh, you don't. You don't. They're not going to replace Sophomore Martins with someone like him. And, and I think I said it last show. I think they need to go get a playmaker. Um, and I like I, I like Jordan Morris. I, I, is he going to be Kyle Aaron in his rookie? year? No, I don't think he's going to put up those kind of numbers. But I've seen a player now. I've I've watched him for a couple of years now. I see a player who has matured and improved his game by leaps and bounds in just the past year and a half. He's someone who's who's learning. Uh, and he's not going to be phased now as he goes into his his rookie season. You know, a lot of times there's some struggles with the transition, but here's a kid who's already been with the national team how many times? So he's not phased by it. Uh, his first couple of games for the Sounders and Champions League, you know, he, he he didn't look overwhelmed. I mean, it wasn't perfect from him, but he 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 has some good qualities and he's getting better. Uh, and I think he's going to be good for them. I think he's going to be good for them. But for me, Clint Dempsey, I think is such a big key. He has got to step up. And I think he's ready to do that. I think he's healthy. I think he's rested. And I think now, you know, sometimes when you have a, a situation where open for Martins, Clint Dempsey obviously worked well together. They were a great tandem. But now, now that Martins is gone, this is his team. This is Clint Dempsey's team. There's no more kind of Batman and Robin situation. Now he's got to be Superman, right? So he's got to carry more of the weight. And I think he's ready to do that. And I think he can do that. I remember the season he had at Fulham where he scored, I don't even remember how many goals, 18, 20 goals. And and if he has to be the guy, he can be the guy. Uh, But I think they need a playmaker. Uh, If I have a question, I wonder about the depth on their team. Uh, They have decent depth, but I think, you know, maybe in the midfield they could use some more depth. Uh, They could use a a couple more pickups. I've heard rumblings about some, some people that they're looking at. Uh, no one I'll talk about yet because I'm hoping to write about it at some point. But uh, I think they will make some pickups, uh, still some more pickups, and that DP is going to be the key, though. If they get the right DP, then you put them in that title conversation.
1: It felt like, like I think you hit the nail on the head with Dempsey. He was someone I was kind of looking at for potentially even as high as the Golden Boot. But God, it felt like that when you watched Champions League, right? That he knew this is my team. You know, in those moments when you need a goal, I'm going to give you that goal. I'm the guy. Right and and that's when he's at his best, man. And and if he if he feels that way all season, if he gets that vibe and he takes on that responsibility the way it seemed like he did in the Champions League, there's gonna be a, it's gonna be a tough team to beat because he he is one of the those players in this league who can turn a game on its head and and change things with what he does. He creates goals for himself. Uh, he can create goals for others. So you're right, man. If he if he if he embraces it.
0: He still got it, man. He still got it, and I think. And you know what? Here's the thing that people need to re- realize as well: um, he he wants to be at Copa America. He uh-huh. wants to be back on the national team. He wants to be uh, he wants to be there this summer. So I think he's got something to prove there. Um, he doesn't want he doesn't want to get Landon Donovan Donovan to you. <laughs> you know, he doesn't, <laughs> doesn't want to be left out. Uh, and, and what's funny to me is that that idea. And I got some, I got these questions in the offseason, Uh, Some people asking about Dempsey and asking, what does he have left? Is he past it? And I just kind of was like, really? Like, I know he's had some ups and downs, but I mean, from a physical standpoint, when he's healthy, the guy's still a beast. Um, Last year, there were some times when clearly physically he was worn down. You know, he had the whole national team, uh, national team, club team things that he was juggling, uh, but he still, he still has it. And uh, if they get him a playmaker, if they get someone who can set up the chances, uh, he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna. I think he's gonna kill it. He's gonna kill it. So we'll see, we'll see how Seattle does, how, how they come together, how that defense comes together. Because let's not forget about Roman Torres, who obviously he he mm-hmm. hurt he hurt himself last year, or he he got injured last year, and that was a big injury, big blow for them. He didn't get his his pick. Their acquisition of him it, it didn't get as much buzz as it deserved because this is a guy who for me has been one of the better center backs in Concacaf for a good while, and their defense in CONCACAF Champions League just didn't do it for me it didn't I mean Brad Evans you can play him everywhere but I, I for me I'd rather you got to go Torres Marshall and then use Evans where you need him but Torres and Marshall I think is going to be could be one of the best uh, tandems in the in the league
1: so, it, what it sounds like is you're saying that there's a third comeback of the year candidate that we're talking about in the last two days. That sounds like what you're talking uh,
0: about. I don't, I, <laughs> I, I don't know. I try to ignore the, 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 the qualifications for that. But uh, <laughs> but,
1: but yeah, no, I mean, he. No, I agree with you, man. Look, Roman Torres is a guy who, for me, that, you know, him coming back, him being healthy and playing the way he's capable of playing, that's a guy that's a, that's a lockdown, immediately one of the top 10, top five, maybe even top five defenders in MLS.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's not, I mean, well, the thing is, too, though, with, with an ACL, it's t- sometimes it takes a while to get back. Um, but yeah, no, I, I'm looking forward to seeing him play because I think he's excellent. Uh, and yeah, if Seattle gets that, if they, if, and we know they, ha- they have the money, they've never been afraid to spend the money. If they get the right DP, they could very well win the whole thing. They could absolutely win, finally win that MLS Cup that they've been searching for. Now, if they don't win anything this year, if they don't win MLS Cup, uh Siggy Schmidt uh, I feel like we've been saying this for a couple years now but this might might be it for him because I mean the pressure's on even more now that Portland has a title Portland has an MLS Cup and and that's gotta burn Adrian Hanauer that's gotta burn we know it burns the fans in Seattle to have Portland celebrating and having the Blank Seattle chance and, and having Caleb Porter saying blank Seattle and all that. And so that, I mean, they need a cup. They need an MLS Cup. So we'll see if they can do it. It's going to – it's a, one thing for sure, they're going to be fun to watch this year. Uh, moving on uh, to the next team on our list, number three, the LA Galaxy, a team that apparently some people are already anointing – well, before before the other night, some people were anointing as, as a can't-miss title, MLS Cup favorite – one of the be- could be one of the best teams of all time. Uh, clearly that talk has calmed down a bit after the dismantling in Champions League, but I still think they're going to be a pretty good team. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, do we do we have them ranked too high for the beginning of the season with with how long it might take to come together maybe. Maybe they deserve to be 4 or f- even five. Well, the rankings, th- the rankings are more for like the year. What the year we're will talking be. about yeah. is the year, yeah, right? So yeah. what we're looking at is big picture here, and big picture is by the end of the season, when Bruce Arena's had enough time and 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 to figure out where guys need to be playing, and when the three big name acquisitions figure things out, this is going to be a team that is among the best in MLS? It's going to be a team that is going to be very tough to beat. Whether Gerard plays well or not, I think this is a team that's going to cause problems. Uh, there's not as many, team, there's not that many teams in MLS that have the dynamic pieces in the attacking third of the field that LA have, and I, I think that eventually that back line is going to be a lot better than it looked in the Champions League, and that to me is the biggest difference from what we saw can't in look the worse. preseason <laughs> of what yeah <laughs> can't, can't, look get, worse. <laughs> can't get much. Can't, can't. Can't go down from there, so it's only gonna be up. But I think it's gonna be significantly up. So that's that's that to me is the big thing. But we talked about this the other night. Steven Gerrard, that's a that's a big big thing for LA. If he if he is as bad as he's been since he got to MLS, that that's problems.
0: He's going on the bench, man. I, you know what? Listen, Bruce Arena is at a point in his career where he is not gonna be scared to bench somebody if he has to. And if Gerrard doesn't get it together. He will bench him. He And he has to bench him because you know what? If he's going to move around like he's got, you know, cinder blocks tied to his feet, uh, you're better off just putting a young guy with some fresh legs. You're better off putting a Jose Villarreal in there uh, to liven things up uh, before you put Gerard in there. So uh, I, I think that's going to be a big one. There's a lot of question marks on this team. Uh, what does Mike McGee have left? How is how is Sebastian Leggett gonna do with a full season? Uh, you know, Jace artist, is he gonna is he gonna get better? Is he gonna start to kind of figure things out? Because look, we all know he's, he's he's come a long way, but he has a lot still to work on. So let's see. You know, is he ready to take the next step? Um, so yeah, there's a lot of question marks. And obviously, in the back, Ashley Cole. How's Robbie Rogers gonna be on the right? What where is Dan Kennedy right now in terms of physically? I know he had his backish some back issues last year. Uh, I personally like him, uh, as I still I still think he has a lot left, and I think he, he's really gonna help them. But yeah, there's there's a ton of question marks here. But I tell you what, if things go south for them, if they if they struggle and it doesn't turn the corner, it wouldn't shock me at all. If Bruce Arena at some point in the middle of the season shakes things up, turns to some of the young guys because they have young talent, they have young talent. They have you know Emma Boateng, Via Real. They just signed. They're, they're signing uh, Ari Lassiter, Um Maybe he goes with the young kids. Maybe he goes with the young kids uh, just to shake things up and light a fire under the veterans. So uh, it's going to be a one one. It's gonna be one long soap opera in Los Angeles, and uh, it's going to be worth worth the price of admission following those guys.
1: And that's a good thing for MLS. It's a good thing for MLS. And I also think this. I really do believe this. I think, and this is just an outside perspective, but it looks certainly looks like Bruce Arena is going for it and 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 maybe this is maybe he's looking at it like I've done everything I can do in LA I want to get one more title and kick my feet up and relax on the beach for good. I don't know. I don't I just it seems like it's like let's let's go big, let's go for it, let's get one more title this year. Um but yeah, I mean, if there's ever going to be a coach that's going to bench Steven Gerrard for um, you know, some, you know, some Baggio, young player coming Baggio, up. Baggio yeah, for, even. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I I'm a huge Villarreal fan by the way. I think I think he could have a really good year if he can find his way onto the field consistently. Play the kid.
0: Play him or trade play him. Somebody. I, I want to see the kid. On play. The I really
1: like him. He he can play in this league. He can be a one of, a really good player in this league. So, you know, I'll keep an eye out on him because I think I think if he gets on the field, he can he can play well enough to to prompt Bruce to not take him off, no matter who's on the bench.
0: Right. And well, the the guy I want to see is LeJet. I mean, Sebastian LeJet. I mean, he he showed so much when he got here last year. And uh, I still think he has more to give, and he's also—he's still young. He's still a young player, and, and he's got a lot of talent. I think, I think he's someone that that, that uh, you definitely want to keep an eye on. And I agree with you about Bruce Arena. I would not be—it sh- wouldn't shock me at all if this is his last year, uh, one way or the other. You know, at a certain point, you have to decide. Okay, you know, is it time to move on? Is it time to kind of enjoy the the fruits of his labor and uh, enjoy the grandkids and hang out at his. Uh, his spacious Manhattan beach uh, abode, and and just kind of kick back, go to the beach, and, and you know enjoy the retired life. At the same time, the guy he 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 you know he's a, he's a coach, he's a coach, and, and it's always tough to step away from the game. But we'll see, we'll see if uh, we'll see if he can go out a winner. We'll see, we'll see if he can do it. Uh, moving on to number two in the Western Conference, we have the defending and reigning MLS <laughs> Cup champion. Portland Timbers at number two. I'm sure Timbers fans are going to be a little upset. Why are why aren't we number one? We're the champs. Why are not we number one? But I had I had Portland at number one. Paul did not have them number one. We came in. It came to kind of a, in the middle ground. We got we put someone else number one. But what do you see? Apparently, you don't like Portland as much as I do. I know that's a shock. I know that's not a shock to anybody. But tell me what you see from this Portland team.
1: I think they're going to have a hard time replacing Rodney Wallace and Viafania. Vill- viafania was such yeah. an important part of this team. He's, I mean, you. He was first of all, he was MLS Cup MVP, the I, real I one. I agree. Let's, I let's agree. be honest. And and I really like what Wallace did for them too. And maybe maybe that's a, mm. as a Puerto <laughs> Rican bias. Yeah, I know, Tico. A little tico, tico love. Tico love. And he's he's <laughs> from the DMV. was so like double bias. Yeah. yeah. You might, but, he might be a
0: cousin. I don't know. Is your cousin? I don't
1: know. <laughs> maybe I don't know. I gotta figure that out. Um, no, nah, I mean, I I think viafani is a really tough guy to replace. Um, I think Wallace did some good stuff for them. You know, you lose depth, right? You lose Will Johnson. You lose a Rudy. You're, you know, these are guys that, um, you know, maybe weren't starters consistently. Maybe weren't – they don't seem like huge pieces. But in this league, uh, they can play big roles. And, and, yeah, I know they went and got some guys as well on the flip side. Jack McInerney's one of them. Um, Chris Clouty another. But Grabavoy, Grabovoi is another depth pickup. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I – Look, it's not like I think they're out of the playoffs or anything like that. I just think that you know they're going to have a hard time going back to back. Put it that way.
0: Yeah, uh, you know, okay, I, I, I'm one for two with you on on the players that 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 they that they uh, that they lost. Uh, uh, you know what? I, I'm a big Ronnie Wallace fan. He he was obviously a big part of what they did last year, but I I really don't think they're going to miss him. And you know why? Because Lucas Milano is extremely talented, and I think. He had that first half season to adjust and adapt to being here and he already started to show it toward the end of the year like he started to show why they signed him why he was a DP signing and I think he is going to kill it this year. I think he is a guy you want to talk about monster breakout seasons. He he is near the top of he is on my short list. For guys who are going to tear it up this year. So I don't think they're going to miss Wallace that much. Via Fania, I agree. They're going to miss him. Obviously, you bring in a Chris a Chris Clute or Clutey, however you say it. Chris Clute, he obviously got hurt early. Uh, he got hurt in preseason, so you'll see where that goes. Uh, he, They're going to miss Via Fania because he really came into his own, especially second half of last year. Uh, but I think they've brought in enough players that they'll be able to kind of patchwork that area. I just think, let's, not, let's try to remember, last year... When it, it it was like a it was like a it was a puzzle that that Caleb Porter put together, and he finally figured out you know what if I put this piece here, this piece here, voila, I, I I have a masterpiece. And that when he put that together, they they were unstoppable after that. So now you have that same group or that same combination, particularly in midfield with Nagby and Valeri and Chara in the middle, uh, to have them for an entire season. And then on top of that, build uh, build that they're going to be a deeper team than they were last year. When you look at all the pickups that they made, go get a McInerney, grab boy, Zarek Valentin, Jermaine Taylor, uh, proven veterans in MLS who, who, who've been solid players in the league. Uh, I really like them, man. I think they're going to be better this year. I think the Milano Aspria combination on the wings is going to tear, is going to open teams up, and just and, and Nagby Nag, for me, Nagby going to is going to. He's gonna be a best eleven player for me this year. I think he's really gonna put it all together. We we obviously saw it toward the end of last year, so that's why for me they're gonna be right there in that conversation uh, to win the whole thing again. I, I I'm torn between two. I'm torn between three teams to win them to win MLS Cup, uh, and I'm torn between two teams uh, to win the West and and Portland is gonna be right there and I I'm, I'm st- I I don't know if I can pick against them and I think they can repeat. The thing is though, it's tough to repeat. It's so tough to repeat hard. in MLS. So that's why. If I don't pick them, it's because <clears throat> because it's tough. Uh, it's so tough to repeat, but they're they're going to be great.
1: And look, if you're right, if Milano can be what he was in glimpses last year for the whole year, then yeah, this team is going to be. I mean, you're right. The midfield that they put together in the sen- center there, the sen- the three pieces in the middle of the field um, are you know arguably the, the three best central midfield. Fielders on a team in MLS when it comes to a starting lineup, right? So they, they've got that piece. If Milano becomes what they thought he was when they signed him, and, and we saw little bits of it, this I'm not arguing that this is one of the best teams in MLS. I'm just arguing that it's going to be tough for them to repeat. I have them a little low in the West. I'm not going to lie to start the season, but I really look. We're going to about to get to this team. I'm a big fan of FC Dallas, um, and I just think that. Uh, I, I think the pieces that they lost uh, especially via um, are gonna come back and 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 they also need Fernando Adi to score a bunch of goals this year too you know even if even if Milano is scoring a bunch I think that they they need that target striker to play well and I, I'm a big McInerney fan too so mm-hmm. they got they got a lot of pieces they got a lot of options and and Caleb Porter seems to figure it out every year no matter what so yeah um, uh, even the year they missed the playoffs. So, it, it, you're this is we're, we're we're going over a little We're picking at this point in the time when you're talking about the top 2 or 3 teams in the West. You had them four though. I, I know. <laughs> but But but, that, but look, look at look at the look at the I know, I Seattle, LA, Dallas. Where There's so many
0: more question marks from those teams. That that's why for me it's like mm.
1: Yeah, uh-uh. LA, LA the, the biggest beef Portland fans should have with me. Is the fact that I put LA above them because that's like that? I, I think Seattle that's above the, them.
0: That's that's blasphemy. That's come on, man. That's I don't know if you can go to Portland. I don't know if you can go back there.
1: I like Portland. They <laughs> got food trucks there. I like those food trucks.
0: Portland is, is
1: we went to Voodoo Donut, Donuts yeah. in Port, Portland. That was fun. Remember that? You had the party yeah, at the man. bar. We went to the yeah. We to the Voodoo well, Voodoo. hey, was... one of
0: the one well, listen, one of the highlights of my career was when uh, one of the guys at Voodoo Donuts who was a re SBI reader he made an SBI Voodoo Donut. Oh, he made, I, it was the low SBI logo uh I'll never forget that that was great but uh I didn't actually eat it I should have ate it um but it looked good it looked delicious but yeah man uh but we'll see man I mean again it's not it's not it's MLS nothing set in stone I will say this if they don't they may not win MLS. they may not repeat as MLS Cup champs but the way this team is put together they could definitely when they get into the Champions League they could be a team that's going to be a problem in the Champions League, and I know we say it all the time, and it's all the schedule, and there's so many things working against them, but hey, if the schedule changes, for and M- and it's a little more in MLS's favor in the future, Portland is going to be one of those teams, I mean, look what they've done this offseason in terms of locking up all their players, they're going to have this nucleus for a while, they just re-signed Nagby, they just re-signed Chara, they have Milano and the Spria. They, like they have this nucleus together. They they can keep it together for a couple of years, and that's always been an issue, especially in Champions League, keeping top teams together. Uh, so that, you know what? Maybe they don't repeat, but maybe they uh, they add a different kind of trophy.
1: You got you. You're selling me on it, man. I'm telling you, you're. I'm I'm changing picks over
0: here. <laughs> you know, listen, man. I, I and again, I and I'm sure people who who, who listen regularly and follow and follow my work i mean i've been accused of being a portland homer my man garrett my man garrett clever used to say i had a second family in portland you do uh, you you are
1: a portland homer well i tell you i haven't bit. i haven't been there in a year and a half I need but it's to be, still I need... it's still a strong argument i mean regard yeah. you can be a portland homer you can be whatever you can be a seattle fan and hate portland you cannot dispute the players that they have on this team the talent they have on this team and the fact that when they put it together which they did at the end of last year obviously
0: They're going to be fun to watch, man.
1: They're going to be They're fun a good watch. team. They're it good. is going to be fun to watch.
0: And we have met number 2 because the number 1 team in the West, uh, both I mean we both both of us agree. They they uh, they're going to be a great team. They made some really good pickups this offseason. Uh they obviously finished first in the West last year. FC Dallas, Oscar Pareja, this could be the year they put it all together and win that first MLS Cup title. You tell me, what do you see in FC Dallas?
1: Okay, number one. Let's start at the top. I'm a huge Pereja fan. I think he's a great coach. I I think that he's done a really nice job putting together a team. The same way you were talking about Caleb Porter, kind of understanding the way the team works and the players work on this team, I think Pereja does a really nice job of understanding his players, their their strengths, their weaknesses, and and he's put together – just a really nice squad with some of the pickups he's made. Carlos Guerrezo coming in is maybe the signing of the – potentially the signing of the offseason. Yep. Um, what is he, still just 20 years old? 20, it's, 20,
0: crazy. it's crazy, 20. It's 20, right 20
1: now. years old, You know, one of the youngest players playing the World Cup. Killed it at Stuttgart for when he was getting on the field. I think this kid is going to be a revelation in this league. I, I love that signing. Fabian Castillo I don't think that there are any teams in this league that can defend that kid and if he keeps getting better look out um, I, I like Mar Diaz a lot um, I'm gonna get to him later in the show about how much I like him <laughs> and I, I just I, I think th- this is the year man I think this is the year these pieces come together you've got guys like Arudi, um, Rosales who are gonna play kind of more bit roles. But God, that's that's some talent you got coming off the bench. But this is a really strong team, top to bottom, and and I think they've got a depth unlike maybe any almost any other team in MLS.
0: Right, and I mean I, I agree with everything you said. Uh, I, I love I love the Arudi pickup. I think that's an upgrade for sure. Uh, Mayno Figueroa as a defender, uh-huh. uh, he I mean his experience and his quality putting him next to Matt Hedges really solidifies things for them. Nothing against Zach Lloyd. Or Walker Zimmerman, but I just think Figueroa gives them something different, uh, something better. Uh, so, and then I also want to see Kellen Acosta develop now and take another step. Uh, it looks like he probably played maybe fullback this year. Um, he'll make the move uh, to make way for Grueso in the in the middle. Uh, you probably have uh, Grueso In and and Uyoya partnered in the middle. Uh, I like that team, man. I like that team. Uh, and then they have depth on top of it. I mean, you can you bring a guy like Tesho Akandele off the bench. Uh, you're going to have Walker Zimmerman on the bench. You're going to, you know, it, they, 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 I, like, I like everything they've done, and, and I really respect Perejai as a coach. The big question mark for me, the big question mark for me, can Jesse Gonzalez do it over an entire season? Okay. Uh, he obviously, you know, you, you throw a young kid in, uh, and and they're too young to realize where they are and they just they just ride the wave and they they're fearless but now he goes into this season he is the man he is the guy he's not a, he's not a secret anymore uh he's i'm sure he has spent the offseason realizing how things have changed for him uh we 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 all know about the the u-turn with the national team where the you know Jurgen Klinsmann called him up wanted to bring him in and the night before he was supposed to report for camp he changed his mind and didn't tell anyone that right away he just kind of just Went AWOL and then went – and then on top of that, he went to Mexico camp. Uh, So, you know, here's a kid who, you know what, maybe he has some growing pains. uh, But if he can keep it together and if he can keep improving, uh, this Dallas team is going to be incredible because that's kind of the only position. When you look at their their full squad, that's kind of the only kind of question mark because you're not used to a young, young goalkeeper uh, uh, doing so well over the course of a full season. So we'll see uh i'm looking forward to see how how pareja puts all these pieces together and they could absolutely win an mls cup this year
1: yeah i i I agree with you obviously anytime you have a young goalkeeper or a young player for that matter but especially a goalkeeper because that's usually a position where you mature in your later years you're going to go through some of those growing pains i think dc united experienced that with bill hamid whether it's off-field maturation on but also on-field maturation understanding um, the leadership aspects, understanding the positioning aspects, understanding how to get through an entire season and the approach to that. Um, that's that's something that you sign up for when you play on goalkeepers. So absolutely right on that account. But um, as we've touched on a bunch here, uh, it's just a really deep, deep team and and a lot of really exciting pieces. And I, I love watching them play, man. I, they, they play really pretty soccer sometimes. And it's fun, and it's fun to watch guys like Castillo get on the ball – and you think, what is this guy going to do when he's running at somebody? I, and I, I even laugh about it. <laughs> when they played Orlando City, Castillo and Christian Aguita used to be teammates at Deportivo Cali. And Castillo took off down the left wing, and Aguita was tracking him. And I thought, this is 100% about to be a penalty kick. <laughs> and Castillo saw it coming and just did a really savvy thing. It was just like he slowed up a pace or two to allow Aguita to catch him and then made the cut in. And, and you have to respect the speed so much. Aguita overran it, took him out, penalty kick. And and those are the types of things that I just – I love watching young players that have that understanding of the game and that kind of um, feeling where you kind of you lift up out of your seat when they get on the ball. And I think FC Dallas has a bunch of players like that. So – I, I'm a big fan of FC Dallas.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're going to be a fun team to watch. And i tell you what, Portland and FC Dallas, it's going to be a great battle. Everyone's talking about Seattle and L.A., the big stars they have. But FC Dallas and Portland, uh, you're talking about a nice budding rivalry there. Uh, started off with Tissue Gate. We all remember Oscar Perdeja and uh, and Caleb Porter having their words and, and whatnot. But th- this is a rivalry that's been kind of bubbling for a couple years. Uh, and look, I know everyone gets up in arms about using the word rivalry, but the 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 reason it's kind of a budding rivalry is because the they the, the the way their coaches are, uh, the way the teams play, uh, and now that they're both two of the best teams in the league, you are not going to want to miss when these teams play each other. And and I tell you what, if you're if you're, it doesn't matter who your team is or who you're a fan of in MLS, you need to circle the calendar when Portland and FC Dallas play. And the first time they play this year. Wednesday, and it's a Wednesday game. That's terrible. But, hey, Wednesday, April 13th in Portland, Portland FC Dallas. Uh, I think every time they play this year, it's going to be fireworks. It's going to be great. And then they go to Dallas May 11th, circle that one on the calendar, and then they play again in September uh, once again in Dallas. You don't want to miss any of those games because I'll tell you what, uh, gonna, there's going to be a lot riding, I think, in those games, whether it's supporters Shield, number one seed. Uh, yeah, but for me, I think those two, those two teams are definitely at – near at or near the very top of the list of title contenders
1: for sure uh, yeah what the heck man wednesday night game to start off that yeah, rivalry boo. come on come on, boo. schedule maker
0: mls schedule maker you're uh you drive the ball buddy you drive the ball
1: uh but yeah so we'll uh
0: but yeah the way as it's no surprise we already knew the western conference is stacked it's stacked i mean come on vancouver is the sixth in the west what would they be in the east like a four a three I, i'd say three yeah so i mean you know, it is what it is. It's it's you know we always say you know it's cyclical, but the West has been the has been the powerhouse for a while now. I mean, it didn't hurt that KC moved over uh, when at a time when KC was one of the best teams in the East. But uh, but we'll see, man. Uh, it's going to be a great race, and uh, you know it's it's gonna. It's going to be worth your – if you don't already have MLS Live or Direct Tick, you know, you're going to want to get it because you don't want to miss these MLS, these Western Conference Powers play. Even if you're an East Coast guy, East Coast guy, you want to watch good soccer, right? And you want to watch these players play. Uh, so I think it's going to be fun to watch. So uh, we have to move on now to the next segment, which is our MLS Award predictions. And I know uh, – this is, I, I the funny thing is I have not written down a single prediction. Uh, I'm just going to play it by ear. Uh, I should have probably written it down. I'm gonna. Re- I'm sure I'm gonna regret it now, but uh, but yeah, we we're, we're gonna we're gonna pick rookie of the year, defender of the year, coach of the year, goalkeeper, newcomer, golden boot, and MVP. And we'll start off with rookie of the year. Kyle Aaron won it last year. I don't know if Paul picked him last year or not, but uh, no one picked him because actually he was struggling in the preseason. So I'm sure for that reason he didn't get a lot of people picking him. But this year. Uh, I'm not hearing a ton of buzz about uh, a a ton of rookies getting a ton of playing time, but there are a couple. Who is your pick for rookie of the year?
1: This is such a cop-out, but I really thought about it. I I think Jordan Morris uh, is going to win it. But but here's the thing. No, no, no. I don't want to hear buts.
0: I thought you were going to pick your boy at Toronto FC. I I have You let me down. You let me down. I want
1: to. I got Endo. I call him the surprise rookie of the year. He's going to be in the top three in voting, okay. and I think I think Brandon Vincent's going to be in the top three in voting. But go back and look at who wins Rookie of the Year. For the most part, it's the goal scores, it's the guys with the stats and the numbers. And yeah, I mean, like Kyle Larner was obvious Rookie of the Year. He scored 17 goals. But at the end of the day, people love attacking players, flashy
0: players. Andy Nahar beating out Tim Ream. Yeah, the, I still exactly. disagree with that one. Exactly. That's just how, <laughs>
1: that's how it goes down, man. So. I, I think Brandon Vincent's gonna be a, I think he's gonna end up being on the field a lot for the Chicago Fire as a rookie at left back. I think um, he's got a chance to have a good year. I, I, I you know I love Endo. I, I was telling you I loved him at the combine. You uh, gave him crap. Uh, no, he was well, good he, in the preseason.
0: He, okay, just for the record, I'm not as I have never I'm not, I am not or have never been a Zobasa Endo hater. I had him on my big board before the combine. I didn't before, even say you were a hater I know, on I know, him. I know. You were hating
1: on me. No, no, no! What is no. It? This I, is about hanging off I was, me. I was
0: busting your chops because let's face it—he's a, Mar- <laughs> a Maryland kid. You're gonna go for you know you got that whole all the ties to the DMV area. We know that. Um, but I give you credit, and I get you—you weren't—you know uh, Franco Panizo, our, our SBI staff writer—he was also offended. A, a lot of people liked what they saw. Taylor Twelman also liked what he saw, and 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 I liked what I saw too. The question for me was always how does it translate? Um, and look, Greg Vanny likes what he sees. He has him starting. Or it looks like he's going to start to start the year. Doesn't mean he'll be there long, uh, but we'll see. Uh, But yeah, my pick is gonna. uh, Yeah, you got to go the chalk. Jordan Morris. Jordan Morris is. I mean, it's not even fair. Like I think he's gonna run away with it. I think he's gonna have a great year. Um, I think there's gonna be some rookies who who do really well. A guy who I I don't. I don't. You know. I I don't know where. Where. I don't know if he's gonna start the. If he's gonna be starting when the the season begins, but I think he eventually will be the start. Be a starter for New England, and that's Jordan McCrary. for me, uh, you know, arguably the best pure defender in the draft, um, and right back as obviously a, 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 a position, a, a bit of a tricky position for New England. Uh, they have London Woodbury, who played quite a bit last year, but I think McCready could could be a, a revelation there. Brandon Vincent, yes, he's going to play quite a bit, um, but at the same time, it, it could cost him. He could, uh, you know, he could end up uh, being on the wrong end of some some blots. Although Chicago should be tougher to play against, um, but if we're looking at a top three for rookie of the year. I'll go. I'll go. Jordan Morris, um, McCrary, and uh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm staying away from Endo because Endo's your guy. And then I'll go Brandon Vincent. If we want to talk about a couple of surprises, the Red Bulls have a ton of young players who who are having good camps, and a guy like Zach Carroll uh, could end up having to play. I mean, if get it, if Ronald Zubar can't stay healthy. Damian Parnell struggles to get back from the ACL. If Gideon Baugh turns out to not be anywhere near as good as as, as the hype is has been building about him, uh, Zach Carroll has been re- look really good in camp. He could have his opportunity. So he's hey. one. And also Alex Muel of from Georgetown, uh, homegrown player for the Red Bulls. I'm hearing great things about him. He obviously was impressive at Georgetown. He's another one to watch for sure.
1: But that's the problem. I love the talent of the homegrowns from New York. I think that's some of the best rookie talent in the league for sure. But how many opportunity? How much opportunity are they going to get? You know, yeah, how much is Brandon yeah, Allen? I, I, don't Derek think, Etienne, I don't think. More I think. Yeah.
0: The, well, of the three, I think actually Moyle will be the one that actually plays. I, I think Derek Etienne has some growing up to do. Uh, I think Brandon Allen. You know, I don't. I don't know if he, he's necessarily going to get a ton of minutes. But uh, I've heard great things about Moyle. He he fits in well with the way they try to play. Obviously, they have they they have players on the wings already. They're deep there with. We want to talk about Grella, Wright Phillips, Verone, Sam. Uh, but I'm hearing good things about him, so he's another one to watch. And, yeah, Subasa Endo, he's, he's been impressive in preseason. He's going to have a chance to play. I, I don't know if he holds on to the starting role, but uh, he's he has, uh, at least from the first step, he's impressed. Uh, and also Michael Salazar in, in Montreal. We're talking about the impact who, uh, you know, Drogba's going to miss his share of games. Salazar, Salazar could be a guy who steps in and, and benefits from that, so... That bears watching as well. There's another name for you, Michael Salazar, Montreal Impact. So those are some of the rookies to to to, to keep an eye on. Um, and moving on now to Defender of the Year, uh, Lawrence Simon won it last year. I didn't necessarily agree with that. I thought Watson was more deserving. I even thought Hedges was more deserving. But Lawrence Simon won uh, last year. Who do you have this year, Paul?
1: I got to pick first every time so you can make fun of my picks. Yeah, I, that's how it I, works. All right, you got, you, uh, you'll, you'll get no, it. No, that's true. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Home field advantage. I, <laughs> I agree. Look, I got one. I I think Soro is, is a guy for me who came into Columbus, immediately solidified the back line. That was a weak point for them. That was the thing that was going to keep them from being successful. He comes in. He solidifies things. I think he's got the talent over the course of a whole year to be a guy who impresses a lot. I also – was trying not to pick Waston because I knew you would just tell me I'm doing it because he's Costa Rican. So I had to think of another pick. So I went with someone from Columbus. I'm trying to give them some love. And that's my pick.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, he got, I th- I'm pretty sure Waston got my vote last year. I think it might have been Waston. Uh, I actually had Simon third last year. And I know people will go crazy about that. I just feel like, listen, C- Simon. Is Sivan the most talented center back in the league? Yes, you can definitely argue that. But in terms of the year they had, uh, I thought he missed his share of games. He got red cards. Uh, I thought the other guys were more more deserving. Um, As far as this year goes, I I tell you what, maybe Matt Hedges finally gets the respect that he deserves Uh, because I think FC Dallas is going to have a great year, and maybe now people will start to look at the work that he's done and realize, like, you know what, he has been Mr. Consistent and has been playing at an extremely high level for a good while now. Uh, I was tempted to go with Nat Borchers. Nat Borchers was actually my pick last year for Defender of the Year. Now he didn't win Defender of the Year, but he won MLS Cup, and he did, and he was a big part of that. So uh, I feel pretty good about that pick. And I think Hedges this year could be a guy that helps lead a team to a championship. So uh, I think he's one for sure that, and and, and Watson. Watson's going to be in the conversation as well. But I think Matt Hedges because of the year they're going to have I think he's finally going to maybe get some of the attention and respect that he deserves and he could add that defender of the year trophy. Uh moving on to coach of the year. Uh last year obviously Jesse Marsh, they won the supporter shield. Uh, it was a really tight race between him and uh him and Oscar Pareja. Um you could have I I actually thought 2 years ago Pareja had a good argument as well uh, as well. uh but Ben Olsen won 2 years ago. So Pareja's got to been the been right there. The last couple of years, and I think this might be the year that he he finally gets it. He finally gets the award. I'll go first. I'm gonna go Oscar Pereja. No, I'm not picking all FC Dallas people for these awards. But I think I think Oscar Pereja has his body. What he's done these last couple of years in transforming FC Dallas has been unbelievable. And I think he'll he'll take them he'll take him another step. And the only thing that could work against him if if one of these other teams really has a turnaround. Uh, cause that, that tends to impress people more than a guy who's taking a first place team, uh, a little bit further. But for me, I think Oscar Pereja will be the coach of the year.
1: Look, I agree with that. I agree that he should be the coach of the year. I'm going to say he's not going to be the coach of the year, but I'm not going to say the reason yet. I'll get to that in a few minutes in the, in the show. I, I, so I, because I, I, I hedged away from that, I decided to go with the team that I think is going to finish on top of the East and take the next step. And I think it's going to be Greg Burhalter that gets coach of the year because I think Columbus is going to finish atop the East. And I think they're going to finish comfortably atop the East. And so I gave Burhalter the nod. Um, and again, I'm going to go a little bit more in depth about why I think Pereja doesn't get coach of the year. Um, but I, I went with Berhalter.
0: Yeah, that's a great pick. That's actually a great pick. And I tell you what, for me, uh, I'm not going to get too ahead of my, myself, but it, 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 it's funny, if they pick if you could vote on Coach of the Year after MLS Cup, uh, it's funny how uh, different things would be. But, yeah, Columbus, with the depth that they have, they can absolutely uh, run away with the supporter shield. Uh, and if they do that, um, it's going to be hard to, to argue against Berhalter. Having said that, the West is so stacked. That if if FC Dallas puts it together the way we're seeing them, thinking that they can put it together, and they're comfortably atop the West when the regular season's over, um, I think I think and I think he'll get I think he'll get that credit. I think Pereira'll get that credit. It'll be between those two. Let's just put it that way. It'll be between those two, unless like a Jeff Kassar gets Arsenal in the playoffs, something surprising like that, or Patrick Vieira, or your boy Adrian Heath, if he gets to Orlando City to make a run uh there's some decent candidates out there but i think Burhalter halter and parejas are, are two good are two good candidates for sure uh moving on now to the next award that we're going to discuss and that is goalkeeper of the year and bill Hamid's already injured nick ramondo's 55 years old no i'm just kidding um still great still great by the way still great but you know what tim he's howard's getting, only gonna get half a he's year he's only gonna get half a year um so, yeah, it's a, it, it's kind of a wide-open race. Uh, so for goalkeeper of the year, who do you have winning goalkeeper of the year?
1: Stefan Fry. I think he had the stats last year to win it. I think that Seattle's going to be up and near the top again. I think he's going. he's got a solid line. We talked about the back line once Torres is back. I think that they're going to be um, formidable enough that his stats will be decent again. I don't know. I, I didn't want to pick Alstead. I think I think he's a I think he's a very good goalkeeper. So I went I went with that. I, and look, if you look around the league, I I don't know that there's a ton of guys that you're pointing to and saying he's going to make the difference, right? Like like I, I'm a big Dan Kennedy fan, but I'd like to see him play. It's been a while since I've seen him play um you know you you pointed out some of the other goalkeeping situations with some of the other top goalkeepers in the league so i picked one of the, the top goalies in the league last year and said you know he's gonna he's gonna bump up a, a notch
0: yeah that's not that's not a bad pick it was interesting how little love he got in the in the voting last year I, I, don't, I don't think uh i don't think he got it he don't i don't think he got as much credit maybe as he he deserved for the year that he had uh last year it's a tough call this year it, it really is a tough call as i look around the league uh, the winner last year's winner luis robles you know he did really well i know some people were kind of surprised that he won but he made a lot of big saves uh for them um that that red bulls defense you know they they gave up chances they gave up a decent number of chances and he he made he made some good some very good saves on a consistent basis um, but looking at Portland, uh, you know, Portland and Adam Corr, someone to look at, uh, David Bingham. You know what? Me, I'll, I'll throw a little wild card in there. I'll say David Bingham, San Jose earthquakes. Uh, I, you know, maybe he comes into his own, um, just because when you look around, I mean, I don't think Robles will win. Uh, I think he have another good year, but I don't, I, I don't know if he'll win. Bobby Shuttleworth, someone, you know, does he get enough buzz? Um, I, I you know what? I'll go You know what? I'll go Ostad. That's it. I'll go Ostad. I, I think I think he'll win it. Um, I think he could have very easily won it last year. He could have won it last year. I, I, maybe I, he could have won it last year. Yeah, you could definitely his stat he had impre, incredible stats and and he was right there. It was a coin flip really for me. You could have gone either way. Uh, but I'll go I'll go Ostad. That's a safe I know it's a safe pick. I think I it could Korasi could, could, could be a surprise. I think Bingham absolutely could be a surprise. How good is San Jose is the question there. Um but yeah, I'll go I'll go Osted. I know it's a safe pick, but you know what? I, th- I think he he deserves he, deserved, he could, you can could, you can say he deserved it this year. I don't think I think he'll get, be even better next year. So there you go. Uh moving on to uh a a very popular a very popular award, uh newcomer of the year. Uh obviously Javinko last year won everything. He won every award you can win, newcomer, MVP, Italian of the year. I mean, I don't know. If they, I don't <laughs> know if they actually, have, you know, knowing MLS, Latino like, of the year, Latino of the yeah, he might have been. He was like third place for Latino of the year behind <laughs> Marco Papa and like David Villa. Um, but yeah, <laughs> so uh, uh, newcomer of the year. There aren't the big names like last year. Like it was funny last year when we were, when we were talking about newcomer of the year. It was like Kaká, Javinko, Villa, you know, all, all these huge names. This year, not so much. But there is some talent. There is some talent. There's some good players in this year. Um, who is your pick for the
1: come of the year? So I think I'm going to go with Gashi. Here's the here's what scares me. I don't know how many goals Colorado's going to score, but I think he's going to get like 70% of them. So <laughs> I, I, I'm going to go with Gashi. He's got a great goal-scoring record. If he gets enough chances, I think he'll put enough away to make an impression. I, I really think, and again, this is another category where attacking players seem to dominate um, and so I, I, I thought I had to kind of really find a goal scorer. I think Matarita in New York is going to have a really big year at left back for them.
0: Costa Rican. Uh,
1: <laughs> again, I brought up another Take a Tico. take Tico, tico. Yeah, tico <laughs> Love. But, no, for real, I was talking to some people. Obviously, Chicago plays NYCFC uh, this weekend. So I was doing a little bit of research, making some phone calls about NYCFC. He's impressed a lot of people um they think he's going to have a really good year for New York. So, um but again, defender, you know, fullback not going to get a lot of love. Gashi's going to score some goals, maybe not a ton, but enough to say, "Hey, where was the bright spot for Colorado? It was this guy up top." And and that's my answer.
0: Yeah, no, that's not a, that's not a bad one. Um, trying to think who who else is in that conversation. I think Gashi she, Gashi's a good one. Gashi's a good pick. I mean, in terms of quality uh, I think him and I think Carlos Curezo could absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I think he's someone who's in the conversation as well. I think twenty. You talk about twenty years old uh, going to a very good team where where you like to think that he's going to get uh, his share of attention uh, if he does well there, if he plugs in there and and, and gives them gives them some real quality. I, I think he. Uh, I think he could definitely be in that in that conversation as well. I like Matarita, I like you. I, I am hearing uh, some very good things about about him. Uh, just to be clear, like a guy like Sissian, he played in MLS before, so we will not we will not count him. Okay. I didn't him count right him. There. Um, but I tell you what, it, 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 for me, Nigel De as much as you know, what they didn't necessarily uh, have the greatest uh, Concacaf champs, League, I think he's so important to what they they're, they're going to try to do this year, uh, and I think he's still playing at such a good level. If he is really committed to being here. And it sounds he's saying all the right things, and 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 it sounds like he really wants to be here. I think Nigel De Jong is is, is going to be uh, is going to be a monster. I think he's going to be a beast. He's going to be very key. But you yeah, like you said, it's always attackers, you know. It, it, but
1: yeah, I, I, I'll I, I'll I automatically disqualified De Jong and Gruetzo because they play defensive midfield, and Gruetzo especially because last year I saw. Agüita not even make the twenty three under twenty three mm-hmm. list that MLS <laughs> does, and the dude is like within like one or two good performances away from breaking into the Colombian senior national team. So you know that was a twenty year old defensive midfielder last year, South American. So I, I just disqualified the twenty year old defensive midfielder from South America this year as well, and, uh, and and went with a striker, the obvious striker choice.
0: Yeah, no, I mean it, it, it's uh yeah, no, that's not a bad pick, not a bad pick at all. Uh, so, we'll see. I mean, Philly's got some guys as well. Ro- uh, Roland Alberg and Ilsenio. Uh, There's some decent guys. Maybe we'll have a mid-season addition that comes in and kills it like Drogba did. And Drogba came out of nowhere and all of a sudden uh, ended up on the ballot. Uh, so
1: And hey, Notorino in Orlando, mm. he's going to play a big role for them. If he, if he is what they want him and need him to be, the kind of transition between the back line and the forward line because they're playing Kaká and Molino higher up, if he becomes the distributor and maybe is the beneficiary of getting some of those kind of weird assists that MLS gives out sometimes – Maybe he's a guy that's in the discussion. I I don't know. I'm, I'm interested to see. Come
0: on, man! You're not in Orlando. You're not working I, there anymore. You don't, I don't have think, to be a I don't homer think, anymore. I mean, I don't
1: think so. I don't think so. I'm just saying that's another name that we can bring up. Who is it's a right. newcomer? It's if okay. bring uh, up, it's okay. It's We'll okay. bring up <laughs> No It's okay. It's okay. I'll give you. I'll give you a week or
0: two in, in Chicago, and and you'll wash off the uh, the Orlando City this It might take a while, but uh, but yeah, no, I, no. Hey, No Serena is a good player, so. Can't uh, can't can't take that away from him. Um, so yeah, moving on. Uh, next award is the Golden Boot. The Golden Boot. Javinko, uh won it. Uh, he he crushed it. Uh, leading scorer, leading assist man. He did it all. Uh, he took everything. He took it all. He took newcomer MVP, Golden Boot. He took it all. Talent of the year. Who is your pick for the Golden Boot?
1: I got one that I think I think I like this one more than any other pick. I like. I think the Golden Boot. Is going to stay in Toronto, but I think Josie Altador is going to win it this year. Nobody's talking about him. He actually hasn't been that great in preseason when I saw him play. Aurelian Collin had the upper hand over him twice when I saw them play. But I think there's going to be a ton of attention paid to Giovinco whenever you play Toronto. I think his distribution is just as good as his goal scoring. And I think that Josie Altidore is going to be the main beneficiary of the attention that has to be paid to Giovinco. And that's going to get him a few more goals. And he's going to end up around the 2021 mark. And he's just going to edge out Kai Kamara uh, for the Golden Boot. That's my prediction.
0: That's an interesting one. Uh, It's not my favorite pick of yours. And here's why. I I agree that uh, he's very talented. Uh, He's obviously dropped some weight he wants to you know he, he 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 looked really good in, in in this in the winter but his hamstrings are made of paper mache man the guy <laughs> cannot stay healthy he cannot i mean if it's if there's a stiff breeze he's out for a week i mean he's already injured he's already missing the first week of the season so that's the tough part that's the tough part i think he could have a monster copa america i think he could uh, play a big you know show that his that he he's quite, he's very good if you could tell me he's going to play 30, 30 games this year, 31 games this year. I would absolutely be on board with that pick. But it's tough, man. It's tough to it's tough to look at him and say, "Okay, you know, he's uh he's going to do that." I just I just don't know. Uh uh as far as as far as uh Golden Boot, I don't I don't think Javinko this year is going to put up the same stats as last year. Uh and it's it's funny because I think he'll actually be better this year, but he won't put up the same numbers. Uh, he's got more help this year. They're, they'll spread the wealth a bit more. Um, Kai Kamara is a good pick, um, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with uh, David Villa. I'm gonna go with David Villa, and I'll tell you why. Uh, they're 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 gonna be better this year. They're gonna be more organized this year. I think their midfield is gonna be uh, better organized this year. And I mean, last year he he scored eighteen and eight with really no help, and they were terrible. And a lot of times he had to do it on his own. Uh, I think this year, with Andrea Pirlo having a preseason under his belt, uh, Lampard, if you you know, knock on wood, if he can stay healthy and play 25 games or more, uh, mixed Disgruod playing more centrally this year than playing out wide. Uh, I think Villa's is going to have a ton more chances, and I think he's going to score a ton of goals. And uh, and when you talk, you know, when you talk about a guy like Kamara, Kamara absolutely could be there. I was kind of torn between the two. I was torn between Kai Kamara, between David Villa. Uh, I don't know if Kamara's going to be able to score uh, as many goals when he has to carry around his wallet now that he, you know, he got that nice, (laughs) he got that nice new DP deal. Uh, Or maybe Bradley Wright Phillips looks at that Kamara deal and gets mad and scores 30 goals this year. Who knows? But I'll go David Villa for now. Golden boot. uh, I think he's going to have a monster season.
1: That's a great pick. I'm jealous of that pick. I didn't even think about that. I don't know why I didn't even think about NYCFC. To
0: be fair, I just, to be fair, I was at NYCFC training today. Talked to David Villa today. Uh, so he's fresh in the mind. I was actually, I also went to Yankee Stadium today to shoot some video. Uh, the highlight of the day, the highlight of the day for me was David Villa speaking English. The man oh. has learned English. And hey, I'm not saying the guy is an expert, but... It was it really impressed me, and I know people like, well, why shouldn't he learn English? He's going to be here. He he works here. He lives here. He should learn it. It's not that easy, and you don't and people and and, you know foreign you know foreign players don't always buy into that degree. Um, And I mean, it was only a month ago I was in LA for the MLS media day, and Via was there with a translator. And uh, a very good translator, by the way. She was she was very good. She translated his Spanish really well. And the same translator was with him today. So when I saw her, I was like, okay, oh her, she's great. She's a good translator. Not that I need it, but it, it was kind of like, okay, she's here, so he's going to speak Spanish. And then he spoke English, and, and I was like, I was like, okay, this guy is really locked in. He's really committed. So that I think that more than anything, that kind of won me over. I'm like, you know what, this guy's serious. So that's why, for me, Golden Boot. So. Yeah, hey, I
1: like that. I like that. That that's that right there, by the way, that is the value of being on the grind and being out somewhere because you get that kind of insight that helps you buy in a little bit more. And and I I, I saw that in Via last year. Like I he cared. You know, and you can see sometimes when, when DPs don't care, he cared and, and that's just like the next level confirmation of it. It's like the, it's kinda how I feel about Kaka this year. It's like last year I, I could see Kaka wasn't as bought in and my story that, that dropped today, a little promotion. Um, <laughs> he talked about the difficulty of his personal life going through a divorce, his kids moving back to Brazil. Um, you know, it wasn't expected. The, 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 the stress that that put on him having to try to be committed to all of the things that MLS asked him to do and all of the pressure he had with Orlando City while simultaneously going through that really pulled him away from his best. And I see a different cacao this year. So I think he's going to have a better year. But you don't see those things unless you're out there, and and it sounds like, uh, Villa is you know still fully bought in, and yeah, I mean, look, you're right. He scored 18 goals last year. He could definitely get like 25 goals, like seven more goals for Villa with with a better team around him. That's that's easy.
0: Yeah, man. Yep, for sure. 18 and eight last year. Not not bad at all. And now he's gonna have Pirlo for a whole season. I mean, he just looks happier. I, I got to say, I just just looking at him, he looks happier. I think man, you know what, and who knows if the Patrick Vieira effect. Uh, what that's having on things because I'm only hearing great things about Vieira, uh, you know, through my channels and talking to, to my people, including some people inside NYCFC. Uh, and I, I had a chance to talk to, to Vieira today, and he really he was really impressive. The impressive guy, very sharp guy, intelligent guy, and and it sounds like he he even though it's his first coaching job, I think you know what he he might he might be that that foreign coach who's never worked in America. Who actually succeeds and, and and that's no it hasn't always been the case but we'll see what happens but moving on to the mvp of mls uh Javinko obviously won it last year kamar was a was a good second but uh this year who is your pick for mvp paul
1: mora moro diaz no nice out of nice. left field just coming out with it look i love him as a player i think he is just fantastic fun to watch he's gonna have a ton of pieces around him to distribute I think he's gonna have a a fantastic year I think this is what keeps Oscar Pereja from getting the coach of the year because I think when voters are sitting there and they're looking at things they're like oh we can't have the MVP and the coach of the year come from the same team and they have to pick one I think Diaz is gonna have like Giovinco level assist numbers um, he had eight goals last year. I think he's going to get somewhere in the ten to twelve range this year. He only played twenty-four games last year, so uh, that's my pick for MVP. Um, partly because I think actually Dallas is going to win the supportership, which we'll get to later, and this is the payoff for him. He's the he's the key to that team. He's what makes it tick in the middle of the park, and so uh, giving it to a Latino. And so he and so he represent. must be
0: he must be your Latino of the year then. He's your Latino of the
1: year pick. I don't know. I mean, Davi Villa, if Davi a golden boot, according to MLS rules, he uh, might be there. Yeah, yeah. 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 I think they need to bone
0: up on their, their definition of Latino, but well, that's a whole other discussion. But yeah, no, it's a good pick, man. It's interesting. The only question for me about Diaz is can he stay healthy? And yeah. he's excellent. He's super skilled, but we know in MLS, guys, you know, the physical play, uh, the stuff that, that defenders get away with, all it takes is one Nigel De Jong slide tackle, and it's over, right? I mean, Let's face it. That's what you got to with. But no, he. I think he'll have. I, I agree. I think he's going to have an excellent season. I, I, I am. All, I am buying in the FC Dallas. I think they're going to be great this year. Um. M- now, my pick for MVP would be would be Darlington Nagby. but I think he's going to have. He's going to. There's going to be a lot of time he's to spend away from the, with the national team, so I think that's always tough. You know. You know, you know, better missing games. Um, if not for that, I think for me, I think Dalton Ag is going to be outstanding this year. I think he's going to put it all together and just be and uh, just just dominate. On a, We're talking like Neo in the Matrix. He's figured it out and he's going to make it all work and he's going to crush it this year. Um, but the national team games away is, is where it's a question mark for me. Um, so I want to pick him, but I'm not. I'm going to pick another guy who also could have some national team games. Um, but I think is gonna have to carry his team uh maybe a uh, much more than Nagby and that is Clint Dempsey he was actually my pick last year didn't really work out I'm gonna stick I'm gonna double down double down on Clint Dempsey uh I think I think we've seen we saw in the Champions League that that he's come in he's healthy he's fit he's committed uh he has that chip on his shoulder he has something to prove to get back into Klinsman's group um and and I, you know what and if they go bring in that playmaker that'll make things even easier for him so I'm gonna go Clint Dempsey although I want to say Nagby I should just I just should just go ahead and say Nagby but I feel like I, I feel like doubling down on, on on Dempsey and saying I'm gonna go with Clint Dempsey MVP.
1: I like that pick too I think Dempsey's gonna have a big year. In fact if we skip forward to our next little category it's the biggest surprise and I actually put Clint Dempsey as my biggest surprise because people count him out they think he's old they think he's done he's like halfway out of the national team picture because you know how Jurgen is I got to bring in the young guys <laughs> and and I think he's going to I think he's going to go off I think he's going to go off I, I I you watch him play I said this earlier you watch him play in Champions League the dude has that look you know he just has that look like he wants to kill people and he wants to kill them by scoring goals so I have him as my biggest surprise because I think he's going to go off um and have a good year so I think it's a good pick
0: Nice, nice. Thanks, man. Uh, we'll move on. We got a couple of quick ones. We gotta we gotta rattle through this because we have to do our week one predictions before we before we close the show. Uh, so let's let's get to the speed round here. Biggest surprise this
1: year? Go. I had Dempsey, Clint Dempsey.
0: Clint Dempsey is your biggest surprise.
1: I just think he's gonna have a huge year.
0: Right. Uh, I think my biggest surprise this year absolutely it could be Orlando City, and and I think mm-hmm. uh, I think they could put it together if they stay healthy. Molino, could, you know, Molino will finally get will get to show what. He was able to show last year before the uh, because of the injury. I think they could be a big surprise. Biggest disappointment.
1: DC United. I, I, I look. I, I don't know how if you classify it as a big if you're a DC United fan and you've had this success and you feel like they're they're there and to drop. I think they're going to drop off drastically and it's going to be a big disappointment.
0: That's not a, you stole my pick. I, I was going to go. I was going to go that. I was going to go there. Um, in terms of teams. That I'm gonna go with as far as teams that we we, we have that we thought would be in the playoffs. Um, I'm gonna go with Kansas City. I think Kansas City might take a step back. I think they might. I mean, Peter Ramiz is a great coach, um, and I might I'm gonna eat my words for for, for, for saying that they could be the biggest disappointment. Um, I want to say DC United, but I want to I want to be a little different. Um, but yeah, KC. I don't. It, it, I don't know. I just think it's it's going to come down to Dwyer. If Don Dwyer steps up and is uh, an elite level 15 to 20 goal guy, then, yeah, they'll be in the playoffs again. They'll have a shot. Um, but I just don't know. Is he going to get it done? And that's the question. So, for me, they could they could end up being a disappointment. Supporter Shield winner, who do you got?
1: I would like to say Columbus because I think in the East, they're going to be by far the best team at the East, and it's an easier conference. They're not going to get beat up as much. But in the newspaper last week in Orlando Sentinel, I said FC Dallas. So I'm going to stick with what I put in print. And now I have doubled down on my prediction both in print and on the SBI show. FC Dallas, supporter Shield.
0: Come on, man. Nobody reads print. What are you talking about? Come on. Let's be honest. <laughs> that, that's why I'm on TV now. That's why you're leaving. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Welcome to the world of the uh, of the former uh, newspaper writer. So there you go. Uh, I'm going to go with Columbus, man. That's uh, Yeah, you walked away from a good pick there. They're, they're deep uh they're 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 loaded they're healthy uh they don't have any any clear weaknesses and they're in the eastern conference so i'm gonna go columbus i think th- i think they're gonna take it in a walk um and we're moving on now to the mls cup final champion 2016 who you got who do you,
1: and who do you have i'm more? really embarrassed about this because i put it in print last week but first of all before before i saw the totality of champions league disaster I'd like to say, but it really makes me look like uh, like what a European fan would pick from from overseas without knowing anything about MLS. That's what I feel like about my game. <laughs>
0: so
1: I've got I've pick? got Toronto <laughs> I got Toronto FC against LA Galaxy because I feel like every year MLS has the best teams are right in the supporter shield race, and then none of them end up in MLS Cup, and I think that's going to be the case again. I think. Columbus is, is going to be runaway champs in the East. I think, actually, Dallas is going to be at the top of the West, fighting it up with Portland and and Seattle and L.A. But I think I think L.A. is going to go on one of its runs. Uh, I, I, like I said, I think they're going to be very good at the end of the season. And I think TFC is going to have a Giovinco push. And then I think L.A. Galaxy is going to win it. Bruce Marino is going to go out on top. And he's going to retire at the press conference after the game, in true Bruce, Bruce Arena style with a bottle of champagne, like the last time they won a cup.
0: Could hey, yeah, that could happen. That could absolutely happen. Uh, and I think I think I think most people were picking LA to win uh, before a week ago or before uh, uh, Tuesday or Wednesday, whenever it was. They got smoked in Champions League. Um, but yeah, no man, I, don't, I I I wouldn't mind that. I I, I could see that happening. Um, And the tough thing about MLS, you know, when it comes to MLS Cup, you you never know who's coming in the summer, what what the big time signings can come, what injuries come. So it's always a little tricky. I've always, I already threw out the caveat that if Seattle gets a big DP playmaker, then that changes things, and then then they're in the conversation absolutely. Um, But I'll say supporter shield. I I said Columbus Crew, um, but to win it all, I'm gonna go. FC Dallas. I'm buying in FC Dallas. Uh I think I think they, they put it together Oscar Prehouse Project. FC Dallas defeating the Columbus crew in the final. It's not it's not a sexy quote unquote sexy final with the star names. People will complain. They won't have the T V ratings, but guess what? Who cares? These are two excellent teams, deep teams. Uh and they play good soccer and they're gonna play a great final. Uh it's I I I I gotta say, really coin flip for me between FC Dallas and Portland. I, I love the moves that Portland has made, and they could win. They could win, but it's so tough to repeat. That's why I picked FC Dallas over Portland. If Portland wasn't that, def- if if Portland had had slipped up somehow and lost to Columbus, but it was this same Portland team, I would be picking Portland right now to win MLS Cup. But it's so tough to repeat. Uh, they could, they absolutely could, but I think I think I think FC Dallas. They've gone through the playoff wars, and that's how it goes. You know, you go through your growing pains. You you get that experience in the playoffs, and then you know if you're a great team, you finally get over the hump. And I think FC Dallas gets over the hump. Oscar Pereira gets that MLS Cup trophy, and uh, and there you go. So I think FC yeah FC Dallas edging out Portland in the West final, and then knocking off Columbus. Uh, I'm sorry, Columbus, you're kind of becoming the New England Revolution 2.0 of you know losing consecutive MLS Cups. But uh, yeah, that's my pick. So there you go. You know
1: what that means. What's that? That, that means a second straight December in Columbus, but at least we know the layout. We know the bar yeah, scene. Yeah, exactly. Where be we go. know where
0: to go. We know where to have dinner. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I had a good time in Columbus, man. I, I, I mean
1: too. It's, per, it's it's the perfect city to host MLS Cup, right? Everything condensed. Yeah. Everything's right there. Easy to get to. People are all at the same places. Yeah. I liked it. I'm right. ready to go.
0: Yeah, you know, actually, it's funny. I hadn't thought of that. that would be tough if they, if Columbus. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, if Columbus hosting, yeah, it's gonna be hard to bet against them. Uh, I'll, yeah, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, that's gonna be a tough one. I, I'll, I'll, if they, if that becomes the final, I, I'll, I'll totally uh change my pick. So, there you go, <laughs> I'll change my pick that week. Uh, but yeah, those are our picks. Right, I, I get okay. The show has already been very long. We're keeping our boy Paul up, he's he's flying to Chicago tomorrow, so we're gonna try to get through these last picks. The week one predictions, uh, Here I will, I will do these every week. Uh, and and we'll, we'll be real quick with this. We've already talked about all these teams, so we don't have to talk about them that much here. Uh, so we'll keep it to one line. Portland, Columbus, game of the week, rematch MLS Cup. Who you got, Paul?
1: I'm not picking against Portland at home. Just open the season after winning a title. Portland's gonna win it.
0: Yes, Portland wins. Great game. Uh, lots of lots of goals. Uh, two teams that. It's 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 most of the same teams from last year So I think it'll be one of the few Actually attractive games in week one uh, Red Bull Arena New York Red Bulls TFC I will be there on Sunday Who's your pick?
1: That's a tough one I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Red Bulls 2-1 Good game, late goal uh, And, and uh, Yeah, I, that's all I got 2-1 yeah.
0: Yeah, Josie Altudor being hurt, I think that's big, obviously for TFC, and I think Red Bulls. I think they're going to open well. The question, obviously, how is their defense coming together? Big question mark. You have Giovinco, you have to deal with. Uh, but I'm going to go Red Bulls. Red Bulls are really, really tough at home. So uh, yeah, I'll go to Red. I'll go Red Bulls. Uh, I'll also go two to one. Uh, Chicago Fire NYCFC. Are you allowed to pick on this game? I don't know. Is that what's in your contract? I don't know. Are you allowed? I don't to pick? Know.
1: I'm allowed to pick. I think. Right. But I'm. I mean, I think. These are two teams that are still getting to know their new coaches. Uh, NYCFC definitely has an advantage because a lot of these guys were back, uh, but they're on the road. Uh, I'm gonna go with 1-1 one, one draw, <laughs> and I know that's definitely a cop out, but I do think that um, I think it's early in the year for both of these teams under new coaches, and I think anytime you have that, you play a little bit more conservatively when you're on the road, and I think Chicago is gonna play a little bit more conservative as they try to get to know each other, and that leads to kind of a low-scoring, less dangerous game.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. But I, I, I'm going to – yeah, I think this will be a 1-0. I think it will be a 1-0 game. Uh, who do I pick? I'm going to go NYCFC, David Villa with the road goal. Um, I know. it's it, it's really, Is it really going to be a shutout between two two kind of patchwork defenses? Uh, I could go either way. I really could. I could go a calm 1-0 Chicago. I could go via 1-0 NYCFC. I'll go in with csc one zero David via. Moving on, L A D C two teams that just played on Champions League. Uh, they're both going to be tired. This is going to be an ugly game. Uh, who you got? Who you got in this one? Because it's not going to be pretty.
1: I I got L A again, home field advantage, and I think coming off of the ugliness of the Champions League and the way that Bruce handled the post game press conference, trying to fire up his stars. So I'm gonna say two nil la.
0: Uh, that's a good pick. I, I agree. I think I think he'll rest some of his older guys, uh, but they have the depth they have the they have the quality and that's why uh, they they have the options on the bench to put out uh, a different kind of a different team fresh legs and that's gonna be a problem for DC. I think it's gonna be a bloodbath. I think it's going I think we're gonna see a three zero la in la. Uh, off to Seattle, Seattle, San Jose, uh, obviously the sounders uh, coming off the disappointing Champions League loss facing San Jose Earthquakes, who have given them trouble in the in the recent past. Who you got in this one?
1: I got Seattle in this one. Um, I feel like the Dempsey thing is going to be another thing that we see here. And I actually think Jordan Morris is going to score in his MLS <laughs> uh, come opener. Come on, I was going to say that. Come on.
0: Yeah.
1: There you go. There you go. And he's going to get the winner. How about that? 2-1 That's... Seattle. Jordan Morris with the winner. And the hometown crowd goes crazy for the hometown boy.
0: I agree. Boom. I agree. I agree. I'm going to go I agree with you. I'll go with that pick. I like Jordan Morris. He will score a goal. Dempsey goal and assist. Uh I agree. With you. 2 to 1 Seattle. Off to Orlando. A game he will not be at. <laughs> uh, Orlando City RSL. I'll go first. I Orlando, they're going to fill the bowl. RSL is going to be tired. Uh Orlando's going to kind of make a statement in this opening game and uh Kakas going to do work his magic. Uh, Laren will start the season with a goal and we'll, we'll go Orlando, uh, with a three to one against an RSL team that may not have Aaron mom. Who you got,
1: man? We are on the same page. I have three one Orlando look 62,000 people in that stadium. It's hard to play in that atmosphere last year. I think it was harder on Orlando city because of the expectation this year. I think it's going to be an advantage for them. And they they've been very good on set pieces. They'll get at least one goal on a set piece. Uh, I think Kyle will break out of his little preseason slump with a goal. Yeah, I got I got three uh, one with a goal, two assists for Kaká, goal for Laren, and uh, and it's three one.
0: All right, and off to FC Dallas and uh, the future MLS Cup champions, uh, FC Dallas, taking on Philly uh, Re- Reconstruction Reclamation Project. Uh, I think it's an easy pick there. I'm going to go FC Dallas 2-0. Fabian Castillo, uh, Mauro Diaz do their thing. And uh, Max Rudy gets one. Who you got?
1: Yeah, Dallas. Uh, yeah, either 2-0 or 3-0. Da- Dallas and a runaway.
0: I don't know, man. Philly gets one. I think Philly gets one. 3-1. Andrea Blake, at least 14 saves, but it won't be enough. Uh, <laughs> Vancouver, Montreal, the Battle of Canada. Uh, the, no Americans will watch this game because Drago's not playing in it uh he's out so it's gonna be that much tougher i'm gonna go vancouver in this one uh i think they got a lot to prove uh this is gonna be a tough one is this will be one of those ugly early season matches 1-0 vancouver david Osted taking that step towards that M- uh, that goalkeeper of the year award with the shutout kakuta Mane starts the season with a goal 1-0 vancouver who you got did we send
1: each other notes on this? Nah, come on. Really? I got, I mean, I don't want to vary it up too much, but you're look, look Look, at the circumstances. Montreal going all the way across the country, no Drogba. I agree with you. First week of the season, I just think most of these games are, are ugly. Um, so when there's two teams that are kind of sort of close in talent, we talked about how Vancouver would be like a three seed in the east. Well, Montreal's right around that three, four seed as well. So two talented teams, no Drogba on the road, one nothing vancouver with the win
0: houston new england uh houston with some changes new england no more jermaine jones uh i'm gonna go with a tie my first tie uh i'm gonna go with a 2-2 hopefully some excitement for the dynamo fans but not a win i'll go
1: with a tie i was gonna pick a tie too but we have been picking too many things we're we're here man we're here that i feel the same thing I, i really agree with you the same thing i just think Uh, I think New England's a uh, a team that's going to get a result in this first game. I thought it was going to be 2-2. You said that. So, I'm going to back up. I'm going to go ahead and go with the Revs winning now just to vary it up so we're not picking the same thing every time. 2-1. Uh... New England and my boy Fagundes is gonna get things started nice. in this game. Nice with a with a goal, the winner.
0: All right. The tenth and final game of this of the week. Oh the best one. The best game uh being played in San Jose. Uh, <laughs> we had <got> the earthquakes <laughs> and the rapids, a game that no one outside of Colorado or or NorCal is gonna watch. Um who you don't got? take my prediction here. Don't take I'm my prediction. I'm giving it here. to you. I'm setting you up. Go ahead. Your call.
1: This game is gonna live up to its hype. It's going to be 0-0 in San Jose. That's my prediction.
0: Uh, I disagree. I'm going to go 1-0 San Jose. Chris Wondolowski, I don't know what the record is for a fewest shots on goal, but this could be that game. There could be like three shots on goal. I'm sure now there'll be 25 shots on goal because I said that, but I still say 1-0. Chris Wondolowski kicks things off, scores that first goal, and the Earthquakes start their season off in style. And those are our picks for Week One, and our predictions for the season. That is it. We've wrapped it up. This is another long show. Apologies for the show being so long, but there's so much to talk about. And if you're still listening, uh, thank you. You are a loyal fan. And I guess the show was decent. If you're still listening to this, uh, so now that you've made it through this marathon of predictions, uh, how you feeling, man? You feeling? You feeling uh, pretty good? or You're pretty worn out.
1: Oh, I'm a little tired, but <laughs> I feel good. I feel good overall. I mean, you know what? <sighs> I felt I felt so good about that Josie pick I thought you were gonna like it I, I that's the only thing I feel really bad about on this um, But you,
0: you know what listen I told to uh, Full disclosure if not if he hadn't hurt himself again recently if you had made that pick to me a month ago I would have been totally down with that pick. So, you cool.
1: know what though? That's gonna be the thing that I'm like down on and then he's gonna go on a little run somewhere along the way but He'll have a good year. He'll have a good year. Uh, no, no question. Look, this was great. I think I think that it's a pretty good sign that we were pretty close on point um, with our predictions. Only a couple arguments here and there. But I think one thing that we can both say looking over this and going through our previews that we've just gone through this crazy preseason, I think this is going to be one of the most competitive seasons in MLS history because I just think that there are a lot of teams in both conferences, whether the level play is the same or not. Um, from one to eight or nine in both sides, pretty darn close. One to seven in the West, one to eight or nine in the East, where it, you, the, the gap is closing.
0: Right, right. I mean, I agree. I think there are fewer just totally awful teams. Uh, you know, where in the past maybe you had a couple more, and, and I think there are more strong teams than, than, than we're used to seeing. Um, so I think that that's going to be a good combination for for just giving us more exciting games and a and a better overall season. I mean, I will say that the lack of the superstars. This year, it's a bit of a downer coming off of last year, the way all these huge names, but you couldn't expect that to keep going every single year. Um, but still, it, 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 I think there's there's something to be said for watching teams uh, build uh, with pieces other than the big names, and, and, and you want to see which teams do well with their picks, if Philly... If Ernie Stewart uh, really knows what he's doing, and he goes and gets an Elsino and a Roland Alberg, if those guys pan out, or uh, or the Chica- or Chicago with with some of the pickups that they've obviously made, so uh, it's going to be an uh, interesting season and, uh, and a and a fun one. And it's crazy; it's the 21st season of MLS, and it's my 18th season covering the league. A long time. It's kind of depressing that there are some players in MLS who were not alive when I started covering uh mls including tyler adams of the new york red bulls who, who who i saw the other day and uh but you know what the league i tell you what from when it, from where it came from to where it is now uh i, I i'm pr- it, it's great to see it's great to see man because i mean i remember going back to 99 where that where things were then in 99 2000 2001 if you would have told me then that we're talking about a 20-team league and everything that's going on, and the names that are in this league, I, w- I would have thought you were crazy. But it's all come together. The league is continuing to grow. It still has a long way to go. To be clear, as we saw in the Concacaf Champions League, but don't I, I don't think that sh- I don't think anyone should let that discourage them from buying into following MLS because MLS is a growing league. It's not there yet. It's not where it needs to be. Stop talking about the Don Garber top leagues in the world comments because it's. It's just it's just marketing talk. I mean, like MLS should not be judged on that comment alone. The league is growing, and that's what matters. So it's gonna be fun to watch, and uh, it's gonna be fun watching you start your TV career, man. So how excited are you? You're you're gonna be sideline reporter for the Chicago Fire. What do you think?
1: I'm pumped. I'm really excited to get this started. It's a new challenge for me totally, which is great to try to think about how to approach reporting from the sideline. I wanna. I want to break a little bit of news during broadcast. I want, to, I want to I want to. do some cool things and some cool little features. Um, I'm probably more scared about getting like a Popovich-type halftime interview at some point <laughs> this year. Um, but uh, I think that we should end it on this. Over, under on the number of bloopers I have in my debut with Chicago. We'll set it at one. Do I make two mistakes or zero mistakes? I'm going to go with the over.
0: I, I'm gonna. I I would set it at two and a half, just because you haven't, you know, you haven't
1: had the that, reps. That's, had cold. The you that's ha, cold. You haven't had the reps, man. That's, that's cold. I'm keeping it real, my man. I'm trying. I'm trying to set. I'm trying to give myself some confidence here. I gave myself two mistakes. Look, you can set it at two and a half, but but give me but the. But
0: but but well, see, that's the thing. Like it, by by setting it that high, then like. If you, if you, if you, even if you drop a couple, you're still good. You're still, all that's right. true. That's and, true. And, and does anyone really expect you to be perfect in your first go round when you haven't even had it reps or practice or anything like, come on. I know you might be a natural and all, but I mean, everyone, everyone drops a little bit here and there. And let's face it. We've seen plenty of horrendous. Uh, TV, I'll tell you what TV, the, you'll be all right. You'll be all I'll
1: right. I'll be all right. But you know what? We'll, we'll go ahead and count the first blooper on the first. Tie shirt combination I tried today in my room (laughs) when I was figuring out that was the first blooper. And uh, you're right. There's probably a couple more to come, but I'm excited for it. And all you people that are subscribing to MLS live, if you watch the Chicago game at some point on Sunday or this week, Hit me up on Twitter. Let me know what I did wrong and right, because I'm trying to figure this job out and get it right.
0: As long as they give you some airtime, man. As long as they give you give you a couple of you know, they, they don't limit you to like one or two. They we want we want a healthy dose of Paul I know, I know my man uh, Frank Klopas is gonna, you know, have his share of time and then Dan Kelly's gonna do the play by play, but uh, hopefully you get your 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 share of airtime. And I gotta ask you, how much time are you spending standing in front
1: of the mirror talking? And practicing your, your your stand-up. Come on. The big thing has been, like, <laughs> trying to diet, man. I'm trying to look skinny. <laughs> that, I, yeah. I lost all that the weight for my wedding, and the I gained TV, it back right yeah, away. Yeah, you know, that's eight.
0: Hey, it's married life, son. Welcome. Welcome to married I've been married 15 years. Uh, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I, 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 I got to lose <laughs> weight, too. But uh, you're married. It happens, man. You know? And plus the TV, uh, you know, the TV camera adds a
1: couple of... Uh, exactly. Functions. And as my best friend told me, he said, Paul, you know, I... Listen, I'm a Northwestern broadcast major. He doesn't do TV anymore. I'm a broadcast. kid. just furrow, furrow your brow. You furrow your brow, they're gonna trust what you're saying. So that's what I've been working on: furrowing my brow.
0: Very nice, very nice. So we're looking forward to it, man. Should be, should be good. Uh, well, hopefully we can have Paul back. And hopefully, we make, maybe make this a regular thing. We'll, we're gonna try to rotate in some players. To guest uh to be guests on and also some other some other writers. Maybe have my man Garrett Cleverly back for for some appearances as well. Uh and just for those wondering, I mean those of you who are the diehard SBI show fans, there's no issues between Garrett and myself. We're still boys. I was at his wedding, but you know, he he's, he he's, he's got his new job, he's married now, he's focused on that uh and and with the time difference it just became really tough and I'm I just took control of things and I'm I'm actually producing the show and I have a whole new admiration for the the work that the Garrett did on the show um but you know what we haven't heard the last of Garrett I'm sure we'll have him on here uh plenty of times but uh so no one uh feel bad no don't blame his wife his wife was not the Yoko Ono of the SBI show just just to just to be clear uh so yeah so let's nip that in the bud But that's all for now, and uh, thank you for listening for this super, super long show. They will not be this long going forward, so don't have to worry about it. And if anything, if there's a good thing, now that I'm producing the show and controlling the show, we probably will have more shows. We'll probably have at least two a week, maybe even three a week. They'll be shorter, but there'll be more of them. So stay tuned for that. Uh, And, Paul, as always, make sure you follow. If you don't already, make sure you follow Paul on Twitter, at Paul Tenorio. Uh, And and obviously follow me as well, at Sacrebaivus. Uh, and read me at gold.com. Uh, you can't read Paul anywhere. You can't read Paul anywhere just yet. We're still working out our negotiations for him to come on to SBI. I'm just kidding. I don't have that kind of money. But uh, yeah, so that, But that's it. That's all for now. Thank you for listening to the super long show. Uh, that's Paul Tenorio. I'm Ivan Skalarcek. This is the SBI show.